The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Cadillac. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the Convention Center or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville 104.1. In Washington, we are on 1250, 930. Also live online at PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show and chime in on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can find us there. Man, we got a ton of great stuff at Pirate Radio TV on YouTube, including the latest from Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell. You can find that at Pirate Radio TV. Subscribe on YouTube. We got a packed show for you today coming up. In just a little bit, we'll talk to Eric Ward from ECU Marketing. If you are going to the game on Saturday at noon, we'll give you all the info you need to know. Eric coming up in just a couple of moments. In about 25 minutes or so, we'll hear from Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Blake Harrell, their comments at ECU football practice this week. At 4 o'clock, it'll be our Week 1 picks with Tony Dunn from CountyCatChronicles.com. We'll get you ready for Week 1 of the NFL season. Great game last night right here on pirate radio is the bucks kick a field goal to beat the cowboys at five o'clock we'll talk all things football with morgan aylers the host of the high school huddle he'll join us at five and at 5 30 we'll talk some gambling with ariel epstein she'll join us to talk nfl college football major league baseball and more so we are locked and loaded here on a friday troy d is here to kick off the show what's up troy man there's a buzz in the air you can tell football weekend is back in greenville north carolina the season opener clip a buzz in this community i haven't seen in quite some time well it is they did play last week we i know we forgot oh, no no it. i'm talking about in greenville the home opener. the home yes. opener i Correct. should say yeah let me clarify the home opener for greenville Although I'm fine saying they're 0 0. Looking forward to uh... pop the top on PRL today thanks to Pepsi, the official drink of the Pirates and also of Pirate Radio. I've got Diet Pepsi. You got the original. I got the OG. Tomorrow, I'll switch over to Bud Light, also the official beer of Pirate Radio. And of the ECU Pirates. Yes. We will both, yeah, uh, so. be with you on the Bud Light pregame tailgate bright and early, 8 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. Let's head out to the Fixed NC Live line and welcome on Eric Ward from ECU Marketing. He joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Eric, how you doing, man? Clip, Troy, I'm ready. Uh, I have Pirate Vibes only going right now. That is awesome. And uh, we will have those Pirate Vibes only shirt at Freeboot debuted tonight starting around 5 5 30 shirley and big dog are modeling those as we speak yeah they look really good by the way tie-dye so uh appreciate that eric uh busy weekend for you guys for the home opener here in greenville let's uh first talk t- ticket sales i know tickets are still available but expecting a big crowd in dowdy ficklin stadium first of all where are we with ticket sales and what's left 
We will be in uh, the low to mid 40,000s tomorrow. We've had a great week of sales. We will continue to sell today and tomorrow. Uh, I expect it to be a very raucous crowd and atmosphere, and it should be our largest attended game in the last five years. Eric, this is a uh, kind of house-divided game for you. I believe you came from South Carolina, correct? I did many years ago graduate from South Carolina. So you know that program well. What uh, What is the contingent, you think, from the Gamecocks? How many folks will they be bringing in from Columbia? I think that uh, they will probably have a couple thousand. Uh, it's not going to be uh, nearly as much as it was when they had things rolling, but uh, they certainly will have a presence in the stadium, uh, but it will be minuscule compared to the Pirate Nation. All right, what about uh, tailgating? I know lots are opening up in the morning. Uh, there are, and I want to be clear about this because we, we, if we made a mistake, we apologize. There are no restrictions when it comes to masks inside, at, if you're sitting outside at all, from what we understand. Yep. And there's no social distancing. So I know there was a little confusion on social media earlier. We corrected that. But there is, for folks that are wondering, they do not need to wear a mask if they're coming to the game. Is that correct? Uh, yes, sir. For the parking lots, I'll, I'll cover that first. Uh, due to high demand, uh, normally for a noon game, we open the tailgate lots at 8 a.m. Due to high demand, we're actually opening at, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, got a phone call. Uh, we are opening at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, uh, so Pirate Nation will be able to get uh, ready for the game in that way. As for the masks, uh, the mandate for campus is for inside facilities only. So if you were uh, at the stadium, if you were sitting outside in the uh, you know the regular seats, no mask mandate, no social distancing. Uh, that is only per ECU policy for indoor facilities only. All right. What time? I believe the gates open at ten for folks that want to get in the stadium a little bit earlier. Is that correct? Ten a.m. Yeah. Seven o'clock tailgating. Ten a.m. Stadium. Yeah. Those are the numbers. That's a long tailgate, that's Troy a, D. That's a long tailgate. I you starting? You starting at seven? I I can't guarantee that I'm going to be there wow, at seven o'clock. I'm so programmed to the uh, you know eight a.m. How the mighty have fallen. I I've got. I'm just going to have to reassess and see how tonight goes. Whether I can get there at seven. That's that's early, Eric. But that, I think that's a good idea by you guys. Well, I think uh, I know for a fact that several people will be lined up before that. So in order to alleviate game day traffic, we're going to say, come on in, get your tailgate set up, have a good time. Look, you're 100% correct. There will be people lined up waiting to get in in the 7 o'clock hour. Better to go ahead and let those diehards in and alleviate the traffic instead of letting it build up. I think that is a great move by you guys, and I applaud that. Well, plus we got to catch up from last year. You know, we didn't have the tailgating last year. So I think it's true. Uh, you know, catch up in that way. Eric, uh, there'll be some stragglers who will do all the tailgating they can before entering uh, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. What time do you know the times on like the band playing, the intro video? What are the key times people need to know for tomorrow? Sure do. Uh, the band show begins at quarter till, uh, and the intro video will run at approximately uh, five till. Uh, so we, uh, we have a 45-minute pregame show, obviously culminates in the traditional band show. Uh, but uh, I actually just saw the final version of the intro video a little bit ago. Uh, don't want to give too many spoilers on it, but uh, Curtis Thiemann and Port City Films did another tremendous job on it this year. Yeah, they do a great job. And for folks that want to, once again, see the team come out on the field, they need to be in the seats in their stand, in the stands uh, at least five minutes before noon, correct? Yes, sir. All right. And it still will be when the intro video plays.
That doesn't mean leave your tailgate at 11.55. Go ahead and no, get in good. line yeah. before that because it's uh, it's going to be tough to get in. But, man, uh, I know it's going to be fun for you, Eric. You do a great job of setting the uh, the atmosphere, the mood at, at Clark LeClaire at Dottie Ficklin Stadium. Anything new or, or different this year, or are you just kind of perfecting uh, what you did in 2019? Well, I think we're building on some of the elements we did. Uh, certainly some of the areas that we hope to be able to accomplish this year uh, were dampened a little bit because of the pandemic. So we'll, we'll probably have a lot more new areas next year. Uh, but we do have the return of the kids zone. Uh, we just finished up a meeting talking about sanitization protocols for that. You know, all the stuff that you, you really wouldn't think you'd ever have to deal with. But we're still in the pandemic and figuring it out. But we're going to have the kids zone tomorrow. Uh, I did want to hit on the Pirate Walk tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m., I know that's a big deal for Coach Houston and his staff. They bring recruits to that. Uh, it's always nice to see Pirate Nation welcome the team in and get them amped up for a big game. So uh, 9.30 a.m., if you are in the vicinity, please make your way to the Pirate Walk. Uh, it's right by the Clark LeClaire uh, batting cages and walk straight to Town Bank Tower. And Eric, I met with some of our friends from Carolina Eagle Distributing yesterday, so I know they are ramped up, ready to go, uh, better known by their products including uh, Budweiser, Bud Light, Miller Light, those uh, not well, they don't do Miller Light, I should say, Mick Ultra, Natural uh, Natural Light, those type of things and they will be available in the stadium again this year for folks that want to have a pirate beverage, correct? Yes, they will. In fact, Troy, I actually just walked through the stadium uh it's a very refreshed look in the lower uh lower area, a lot of uh new displays who wanted to dress it up and make it look a little bit more appropriate for Pirate Nation. So if you're coming into the game tomorrow, uh, it might look a little bit different underneath the stadium. All right, I'm hearing there might even be an extra uh, concession stand or two available just for those beverages. No doubt. Uh, we have a beverage zone, I know, on the south side uh, that will be exclusive to uh, beverages, so that should help alleviate some traffic there. Uh, we do actually have are uh, introducing barbecue sandwiches from some of your local favorite barbecue chains or uh, standalone stores this year. So if you're over by Gate 1, there's actually a really nice barbecue pit that I think fans will enjoy a lot this season. And uh, I know, Troy D., in years past, uh, water has been an issue for season openers in September. Hopefully that'll be uh, they'll be plentiful, I'm assuming, on Saturday at the stadium. Lots of Aquafina, Eric. <laughs> Plenty of water, and I will tell you this. Uh, we expect this afternoon to announce that we're going to go ahead into the heat management plan, even though the temperatures may not approach our traditional uh, number where we cap it at. Just to make it easier, we're probably going to communicate this afternoon. Heat management plan, the most pertinent thing for fans is that means one unopened bottle of water they can bring into the stadium. All right, so there that's go. good news. So yeah. you can bring in an uh, unopened bottle of water with you. Anything else that fans can have or can't have uh, as they come into the stadium? Uh, no alcohol you can bring in on your own. Uh, we'll say that. But, uh, no, I mean, it's uh, signage uh, that has to be screened at the gates. Uh, the big thing, really, is the clear bags. I mean, I know that was something we introduced in 2019. Um, essentially, it's the size of a uh, gallon bag. Uh, so please make sure, you know, you have your clear bag if you're planning on bringing multiple items. Um, and I'll tell you, the, the big thing I'm really looking forward to tomorrow is the uh, halftime show, which will be in remembrance of uh, September 11th, 20 years ago tomorrow. Yeah, it's a great point. Uh, hard to believe it has been 20 years since that fateful day. But uh, that'll be something uh, definitely worth staying around for to see. And the band is working hard on that. And uh, I, I definitely want to stay in my seats and see that at halftime. I'm glad you mentioned that, Eric. Uh, for folks that need to exit the stadium, I know in the past Pirate Club members 
have had it as a benefit to their pirate club membership that if they show if they leave they show their card with their ticket they're able they're able to get re-entry is that still in effect for this year that is uh all pirate club members should have a both a physical card and a uh, digital version of it so uh if you have that you are allowed to bring your group uh in and out of the stadium uh that is a benefit of being a pirate club member all right good stuff Eric Ward getting us ready for Saturday. I do believe, Troy D., uh, if you don't want to wait to see Mike Houston until Saturday, you can see him tonight, correct? At yeah, actually, Freeboot Friday. Free he's he, he's going to be making an appearance. So uh, I know he's going to actually be on stage speaking to the crowd. I want to say, do you know what time, Eric? They told The Uptown folks told me, and I forgot. 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock he'll be there. Eric, do you just have, like, storyboards in front of you with times of everything that's going on <laughs> regarding East Carolina athletics? Clip. I think I've sat in more meetings in the last month than the rest of my career combined. So I feel like I fortunately have a lot of information that hopefully is helpful to somebody. <laughs> you, you coming down to Freeboot, Eric? Gonna be able to relax a little bit, or is it all uh, already too too much to do to leave? Casey uh, Singer on our team is going to be handling Freeboot Friday. I'm actually going to be at the uh, marching band practice tonight with the uh, Army ROTC, Air Force ROTC, and uh, special group we have involved to. Uh, see that one last time and make sure everybody's on the same page uh, we want to make sure that's a really special show so i'm going to take care of that tonight sounds good eric ward joining us eric uh, you're really good at uh sports trivia you, you, can i throw one at you real quick <laughs> i hope so i uh, my brain's a little fried right now <laughs> i'm watching east carolina south carolina 2011 this freshman ecu wide receiver who went on to do big things uh called the first touchdown in that game in charlotte north carolina do you know who that pirate was? Was that Justin Hardy? That is correct. Even with a fried oh, brain, that's Eric good. Ward still knows his stuff. I uh, I was actually at that game. I sat on the very top row of the stadium. Uh, I was wearing different colors at the time, but uh, that was a tremendous game uh, that I really enjoyed being a part of. Great first half for the Pirates, and we uh, will forget what happened in the second half. So, Yeah, me too. <laughs> Anything else, Troy D? No, uh, keep up the good work. I know you guys are hustling out there, so we appreciate you taking a few minutes to share with us and our audience, Eric, and we'll see you out there game day. Thanks so much for your information. Let's get a win and uh, go Pirates. Thanks, Eric. Eric Ward joining us on the Fixed NC Live line to kick off a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We will be with you 8 a.m. Saturday morning on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, four hours of pregame coverage taking you up to the kickoff troy dick i was in beautiful washington earlier today driving back in the 12 o'clock hour enjoyed listening to jeff with our ube pirate preview if you missed that that'll encore tomorrow at uh that will be at 7 a.m as folks are getting ready to start tailgating yeah at seven o'clock when the gates open at seven we'll be on technically with uh jeff from uh, ube pirate preview the encore edition then you'll take over live at eight uh, and uh, look, I, I'm kind of getting fired up again because it's, you know, the as I said, you can really kind of feel the buzz in the community and the, boy, the traffic is everywhere. If you're out there driving around right now, I don't have to explain that to you. But a lot of folks in town, not just Gamecock fans, but Pirate fans coming in town to enjoy the festivities tonight. It's been a long time since we've had a full real football game i don't count last year clip i think those were you know they were football games but they weren't traditional tailgating you know all systems go this is an all systems go football game and this as i mentioned the other yesterday i believe this very well i think it could be the last time you ever see an sec team come to greenville especially the way things are going with conference realignment and different things i I, not saying we won't ever play an sec team again but i don't know if you'll ever get one to come to greenville again 
yeah so if you want to see it yesterday it, this is the day to do the, tomorrow will be the day to do it east Car- east carolina and south carolina the record all time 14 and 5 and a lot of those wins came in the 90s for east carolina but uh, boy but pirates would love to send the gamecocks home with a loss saturday and the last couple of meetings uh some frustrating meetings where east carolina had opportunities uh scotty montgomery took a 2-0 and team to columbia had the ball in the red zone countless times and would either turn it over miss a field goal just a, a brutal outcome there and then i believe shane carden uh, and the pirates went to columbia and had it within one score and then mike davis current falcons starting running back uh led south carolina on like a 10 minute drive in the fourth quarter that just bled the clock so the pirates have been uh close with the gamecocks the last couple of meetings troy d and uh hopefully we can get one here at home this game has special meaning for me clip the school i almost went to came this close if it wasn't for one comment from my mom back in the day troy d would have been a south carolina gamecock can you share the comment? I went to, uh, went to South Carolina, visited, got in out of state, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a cool school and uh, loved everything about it. And on the way back home, my mom said, look, we've never been to Greenville. Let's roll. Let's go check it out. My dad knew somebody that was, had a son that was in school. Let's take him out to lunch. It ended up being at Chico's. Let's go visit the school and just see what's, what Greenville is on our way back. I said, all right, fine, whatever. And as a favor to my parents who had never been to Greenville, me neither. We came through Greenville and ECU, and I visited the school while we were here and fell in love with the place and ended up deciding on that day to come to East Carolina and tell South, and not go to South Carolina. i got to be honest. I'm really glad that we're not working at Gamecock right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. This. So, I mean, I, I, you think about life decisions, though, and, like, twists and turns and what could have been one goes right one goes left and all the things that happen after that how different my life would be if i had gone to south carolina versus east carolina now i am grateful that i chose to come to east carolina but how much that has changed my life they said you were cocky enough already that's you right to be a I, game cock. i know that would have been really obnoxious and too over the top yeah but uh so yeah so i came but i almost i, I had a dorm room picked out at least a hall residence hall uh, I was going to South Carolina until we, I came to East Carolina. And the only thing I didn't I, – it wasn't that I didn't like. The only thing I wished Greenville had was as big of a program, a South Carolina football program at the time. Because, they, you know, South Carolina, Williams-Brice Stadium, that looks like a pro stadium. It's nicer than some pro stadiums. 80,000 seats. It's incredible. Big, big, I said, big you know, game. but East Carolina had a football program. It was fun. It just wasn't at that level. But I'll never forget that 91 season when East Carolina beat South Carolina. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Troy, you don't need to say I, I'll never forget the but 91 season. That was like Neither that, will we, Troy. Well, Neither will we. That was such an emotional win for me because I chose East Carolina over South Carolina. I almost let football make that decision. And yet here the Pirates were beating South Carolina on the football field. And it just felt vindicated like this was the right decision. You know, sure. So was, all their, everybody in this room's life would be different had you gone to South Carolina. I, I mean, we, I, I'm not saying that the pirate radio couldn't exist, but I definitely wouldn't be part of it. It would, you it know? would be Gamecock Radio. Yeah, I mean, you never know. But uh, I, I'm, I'd love to see the circle come complete with a win Saturday over the Gamecocks. That would be nice. That would be like the vision. The team like lifts you up at midfield, <laughs> kind of like Rudy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they all are listening <laughs> this moment. You never know. You said Galvanizing. It would be, it would be an emotional team. win, though. I mean, as I said, I don't know when we're going to play these guys again. Definitely not in Greenville. Let's finish it. Let's finish the series with a victory. I hope you rush the field. And then I, <laughs> I feel like this is the spark this program needs for the momentum to turn things around. I mentioned it earlier on Twitter. I said I really feel this program needs 
that positive momentum. This game would give this program that positive momentum. It definitely would lift the fan base up. Just kind of sad yeah, you don't believe in them to get the win, Troy. Well, see, that's the reverse psychology of this thing because I know if I pick us to win, we're going to lose. So I, I'm going to say if we lose, if I pick us to lose, we'll probably win. All because right. my picks are terrible, Clip, as you Reverse know. jinx. Yes, okay. it is I'm a reverse, reverse jinx. jinx. I don't think the Pirates will win if I had to put money on the game, but I want them to win. Mm-hmm. I got the Pirates winning this game. I know you do. I we were why. the exact opposite last week. I got, And we're the exact opposite this week. You're on a roll. Some real irrational confidence going about this game. You have like turned into me, and I've turned into you. I'll never do that. <laughs> uh, Eric Ward texted in and said, and some people may be interested in this, he said, tell Glenn that we will play Nuck If You Buck just for him tomorrow. Clean version only. Wow. But uh, Nuck If You Buck at Dowdy Fickle I don't. Stadium. I, don't, I'd, I love it. Am I bad? Of, that, is it bad that I don't get it? That is a hip-hop song. Yeah, it's it, and it's famous for being played at stadiums. Oh, okay. We have not played it in the past. Uh, you know the song I've heard? And there's a South Carolina connection there, I guess. It, so it, it's a thing. You know the song I like right now? They don't know whether it's a country song or a rap song. It's the Nelly song with Florida Georgia Line. Little bit. Well, I got to tell you that you would definitely know what Nuck If You Buck is when it plays. Yeah, I probably heard it. But I, I love that. <laughs> no, I'm have saying you, you would know what type of song it is. Have you heard that new Nelly? I'm, I'm not Line? really. Oh, that's a good That's, that's not really my bag, good. baby. Yeah, that'd it's be not, a good stadium song. It's not song my wheelhouse, as Clip says. Mike says, Troy, uh, they should let Troy suit up and stand on the sidelines tomorrow. <laughs> Just kind of be a hypo guy <laughs> yeah, on the sidelines. That'd be cool. Honorary player. Have the, have the 91 jersey on. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, like it. that'd be good. I'd love to be the hype guy. I Look, that would be something I think I could do well. I'd love to give a pregame speech to these guys wow. about why this matters mm-hmm. and how well, important it is. Yeah, well, that's Houston. Take would you form it around the idea that you almost went to South <laughs> oh, Carolina and came here? him. Yeah. <laughs> guys, I'll tell you why this game is important. Because I went down to Columbia and almost went to school there. <laughs> Tyler Sneed's looking at Rajay like, what is <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> ah, good stuff. Bruce Vivens is staring me down. <laughs> yeah. Did you gonna stop talking? You try not to make eye contact with him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't look at Bruce in the eyes. <laughs> You'll turn to stone. All right, Troy. Uh, good stuff, man. Yeah. Go. Uh, we, good luck on the Saturday broadcast, by the way. And we've got a full show coming your way on PRL for the rest. Uh, hour two, hour three. Also, remember Free Boot Friday. First free boot in over two years. We'll be out there at the Pirate Radio table with our awesome, you can see it if you're watching our Facebook live feed or YouTube feed, Glenn is our model. Um, you know, we, we weren't able to have a huge budget for this, so we appreciate you modeling it, Glenn. Uh, Pirate Vibes Only. We've never done a tie-dye shirt. These things look awesome. I have asked for a tie-dye shirt Glenn, to be done for three years. I will say, Glenn has been pushing for this. <laughs> and it finally happened, and I think it's going to be successful. Yeah, and the cool thing is, I think the next game, I should have asked Eric when he was on, I think this the next the game, game is a gold out. These are gold t-shirts, gold tie-dye uh-huh. shirts. So if you oh, get good. one now, you're set for the next home game. So we, we thought that the gold would be a little bit lighter because it's hot this this time of year yeah and maybe when it's uh not so hot we'll do a purple or something Glenn, and how so, does it how does it feel they look like very nice comfortable oh, they're shirts. very comfortable I, I have not even look listen i don't even have one of these yet i haven't even tried one they're on hot yet. I've, only, I've only seen them we let our staff have a them select first. few have these yeah. seriously i don't me and ellerby don't even have one of these yet that's how hot they we are. treated them special when they came in it was a no pictures no photo yeah. like no videos this can't get out 
This is on lock. They look good. I hope to get one tonight at Free Food. <laughs> Lots of supplies. We don't last. sell out. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, guys. Appreciate all y'all. Uh, hard effort, Shirley, you too, of course. And uh, keep up the great work. All right. When we return, we'll continue on our Bud Light EC report and hear from Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell, as they spoke earlier this week at ECU football practice. We'll get you set for the Gamecocks and the Pirates. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Europub is a specialty shop selling craft domestic and import brews along with wine and growlers. The bottle shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft brewers, breweries, I should say, along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty. Back with you. Hour one on this Football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We've got our week one NFL picks coming up. In the 4 o'clock hour, Morgan Ayler's voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium at 5 o'clock, and Ariel Epstein, formerly of WCTI 12, now doing big things in the sports gambling space. Uh, so we'll talk about uh, some games, some player props, and get you ready for a busy football weekend. It is the most wonderful time of the year indeed. Uh, Mike Houston had a uh, bit of a serious tone this week uh following ecu football practices including wednesday we played part of that for you yesterday let's hear the uh the continuation of mike houston uh, from earlier this week taking questions after football practice when you look at playing app state and then they played it kind of an overmatched team in eastern illinois does that help hurt anybody i mean what are your thoughts on on that transition for either team yeah, you know, schedule a schedule. You play, you play who's next. You know, that's there's no point in even debating it because you know we didn't get a say in it. I mean, it's this uh, the schedule and next year's schedule and the year after that we're all set by the previous administration. So, you know, we play the games we're scheduled to play. Coach, can you touch on the importance of your home opener and what that means to you guys? Well, just to have fans back in the stands, um, you know, I just think it's going to be so special, and especially with you know having a a large crowd here for the home opener after after nobody being here last year virtually for the whole year um you know it's it's like i said before it's it's one of the things i remember from when uh, we came down here when i was the coach of my previous school uh it's one of the things i remember just you know when i was growing up in this state and it's it's what you know so many of these kids they came here because of the great game day atmosphere and and uh you know our enthusiastic fan base so uh, it's very important to all of us Coach Beamer had a lot of nice things to say about where you've taken the program yesterday. What is facing a coach that's kind of new to a new school? Kind of what kind of problems does that pose for you guys not having a ton of tape on what he likes to do? I guess. Well, you know, we know his staff pretty decent. I've, I've never met Shane, but uh, I knew his dad and or know his dad, and you know, it's uh, 
you know, he comes from a good football family. And, you know, South Carolina's a, you know, it's a, it's a job I think that's got a ton of potential. So, um, you know, I think it's, uh, they're, they're excited to have him there. But, uh, you know, we've just kind of went off what we, what we know about the guys that are, you know, there on his staff that are, you know, calling everything. So. Coach, we haven't seen Cam Burnett in a while. What's his status right now? Uh, he's out medically, so. Can you talk about the, the sense of urgency here? You don't, I know you don't want to go down too love to begin with here to start the season um, in an effort to try to get this thing cooking. Uh, talk about the sense of urgency. Do you love? To get a W on the board. I mean, we try to win every week now. It's, that's, that's, that's it. So, you know, it's, you know, had a challenging time in the opener. Uh, played a very good team, did a lot of good things. Um, that game's behind us. Uh, got a good team coming in here Saturday. Um, kids are going to play hard. You know, you play the game to win. So that's, that's the deal. It doesn't matter where, what game it is. All right. Good way to cap it off. Mark Lindsay, always very current with the questions he asked. He had the famous right before Thanksgiving uh what do you turkeys got cooked up for this weekend? And there, uh, the U.S. Open going on. So maybe he had the tennis fever and asking a question about the urgency and you don't want to go down to love. Or I guess in tennis terms, he should have just said, you know, you don't want to go 30 love. You need to get a, you need to get a point here, uh, coach. Was that supposed to be funny? <laughs> Not, no, none of that is supposed to be funny. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> but it's hilarious. I, I know Mark Lindsay is a big golf guy. Yeah. So maybe he uh, spent some time on the tennis court as well. You, you don't want to go a couple strokes back here, Coach. <laughs> you, you really need to eagle here. I can see it all over your face there, Coach. <laughs> Two love. All right. That uh, that got me ready for the game. All right. Let's hear uh, from Donnie Kirkpatrick. So Mike Houston talked for five minutes uh, earlier on Wednesday. He was – so it's something – had happened at the end there was a in, there was a situation at the end of practice where i guess players were not uh feeling the same sense of urgency that the coaching staff was or that mark Lindsay is <laughs> yes <laughs> so uh yeah he, he was he was very brief he so, went five minutes yeah, donnie kirkpatrick filled in the time and went 20 minutes so donnie was up there doing stand-up yeah uh brian kelly style we uh we broke it into to parts here, so Shirley, let's hear uh, part one of Donnie K uh, from earlier this week. Yeah, obviously don't know the, the blitz pickup, what the assignments are. When you, no. when you kind of watched the last game, was it one player here or there with a free rusher? Well, we we did have a couple protection breakdowns that hurt us. I thought, you know, uh, you know, right before the half, uh, it happened when we had a chance to, you know, with two minute offense, drove it all the way down to the red zone there. And we did have a couple breakdowns there. We had one on another drive that we ended up settling for a field goal. And there was another drive got us. And it, I think it probably was five, five times we just had a bust. And they were bringing uh, a lot of guys. They were bringing the house, uh, which was a little out of character for them. Uh, you know, visiting with them afterwards. We got a lot of good friends on staffs. So we kind of talk, you know, and, you know, we share information. Uh, because it's a friendly rivalry with them. You know, I was there for a while, and Coach Foster was there, and so it's kind of like that. And, uh, you know, what we were told was they thought that was the way to, to, to play us. They'd studied the SMU game. SMU didn't pressure us much, and Holton shredded them, you know. And then uh, I think the Georgia State game, they had blitzed all kind of different ways, and they had hurt us, and they thought that was the way. They said you can't let him get comfortable. And uh, had a couple good blitz schemes for the run as well. That They were blitzing not just on those, those five passes, 
that kind of busted the run game up a little bit too. So early our plan had to switch. We had, had we we're going to run a lot of counter. They'd struggled to, to, to defend the counter. And they really had anticipated, I guess, we we're going to run the counter. So we had to get to the zone. We got to that uh, early in the second half, had a good drive, had a couple good runs there. Unfortunately, the score kind of got it out a, a little bit where we didn't have time to just run the ball. So we had to throw it a little bit more probably than we wanted to. But the thing that's either good or bad is that uh, it was five different guys. It was five different guys had a bust. And so we had two times, Steve was wide open and had to throw it a little bit high. Because if you've ever been standing there with a football and a guy runs his helmet right into your chin, it's a little more difficult to throw the ball. And we had the same situation on the other one, and it happened to be Snead. Snead's a great player. He didn't have the best catch radius. So, you know, you got to be a little bit more accurate there. And so that, that kind of broke us down. But, I mean, that's, that's, that's something we got to fix. And we're on to the next week with that a little bit. So On those plays, I guess we're holding out a sack. Does he have, like, a hot read, or is it more just he didn't have time to even get it? Well, he took a couple sacks when it was just a regular rush. A guy got beat, you know what I'm saying, like that, which is part of the game. I mean, their their defensive ends are good. Their tackles are good and like that, too. Everything's got a hot to it. Yeah, it, it does. Now, sometimes they cover the hot, you know what I'm saying, too. It doesn't mean it's just going to always be wide open like that. But, uh, you know, Holton, we took, what, four sacks, I guess, is what he took. He did a couple jobs of scrambling. You know, uh, our completion percentage probably wasn't what I would like for it to be overall. Uh he had four balls he threw away to avoid sacks. He had one where you clock it. That's an incomplete pass. Uh, we threw a big band that was caught, but now says it was not caught. So there's another incomplete pass. And then we had an opportunity where we threw another touchdown, and somebody said a guy in the third row over there did something wrong or something, and they called that one back, which didn't go into the, the things there. So really, you know, he'd have had a four-touchdown day in about a 350-yard day and would have had a pretty good percentage if we wouldn't have had the penalties and the breakdowns. You know, the penalties were a big part of what we got to fix. Uh, we uh, had another holding penalty early on a wide out. Where we had a first down. We had, like I say, the touchdown call back. We had a 60-some yard run. We're still looking for that holding call. We can't find that one, but somebody, they said, held on that one. And, and that really could have turned the game around. I don't think it would have ever been a pretty game. I think it was going to be kind of an ugly, got to go by, you know, pound, pound the rock a little bit type game. But, you know, uh, Two touchdowns back. We got a field goal on one of those. That's 11 points difference. And then uh, we had a 60-some yard run. We had first and goal in the six. At worst, you get three. That's 14. Or if you get seven, I mean, it, it could have been now down to the last possession of the game. We had an onside kick that we had in our hands at one time. That's football. That's football. You have to go make those plays or you have to overcome those plays to be able to win. We played a team that has been, what, Division One for six years. They've won 63 games in six years. I'm not good at math, but I know that's more than 10, you know. Uh, they've won six straight bowl games. you you got to go beat them. They're not going to beat themselves, obviously. They're a pretty experienced team. You know, they had a lot of super seniors on the team and got a lot of respect for them. So, anyhow, like I say, that's done now. we got we got to go play better next week because everybody gets better from game one to game two or you're really in trouble. There is Donnie Kirkpatrick from earlier this week. And, Again, you, you can look at it and say, and, and I mean, he's right. He's factually correct. Without the two touchdowns called back, without Holden's big run called back, that score is certainly different. The game uh, is likely different. Don't know if it would have meant a pirate victory. But on, on the flip side of that, App State took the, uh, the foot off the gas in the fourth quarter and wanted to bleed that clock and just get out of there. They could have scored more as well. Could have been a lot more points scored, I think, on both sides last uh thursday night let's hear more from uh donnie kirkpatrick 
Is, is South Carolina a team that you feel like that you can score points against, and how do you go about doing that against a team? Well, like you have to score some points. I mean, now, are they going to be an easy team? Are they? But no. No. Uh, in the year 2021, they've never given up a point. I don't think anybody's ever scored on them. So, obviously, it's not like, okay, we, wow, we can't wait to go play them. You know what I'm saying? So, they're pretty good. Uh, the worst SEC team is an NFL team. You know what I'm saying? The worst SEC team is probably, you know, got seven or eight NFL guys out there. Their D-line's phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're phenomenal. So, that'll be a huge challenge for us. What we got to find a way. You, 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 you do think, though, you know what I'm saying? You start out Sunday, you're watching the tape, you go, oh, my God. You know, somebody you know, better get out the rosary beads or something here. We got to start praying. You know, but every day you keep chipping away and you go, wait a minute now. Okay, we got something here. We got something here. You form a plan, and then usually by the time you get into the game, you're like, okay, we can do this. You know what I'm saying? We got to execute. But it, it just comes down to we'll have to go execute. But right now, we got nothing to go on. It, it's and it's all it's always like this with a couple of games early in the year. New staff, you're not really sure what they're going to do. We're studying old film of other teams where their coaches have been. Well, they they'll do some of that, but it's a di- it's, it's different guys, you know. So what we've got is one game against a team that they didn't have much trouble with, and so that was scary watching that tape. But uh, but we're still optimistic. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I know. I've heard all the stuff, devastated all that. Well, you know, in this business, you know, they're they're all you're all disappointed. You're always disappointed. I mean, you know, we lost the state championship when I was in high school, my senior year. God, that's been so many years ago because we had a crappy quarterback through an interception late in the game. My dad was the coach. He's won two state championships in his career. He's a Hall of Famer. He ain't forgive me for that one yet. You know what I'm saying? He, he still ain't forgive me for that. He'll be 91 next month. So, he, you know, he, he's still talking about how we, he, he can't get over that loss right there, okay? But, uh, I mean, literally, man can't remember what he had for lunch, but he can still remember I threw that interception. So, so we have gotten over it, though, because that's what we have to do. You know, if we were airplane pilots, we'd be in trouble right now. You know what I'm saying? We'd have wrecked that sucker. We'd be done. But we're football coaches, so we're on to the next game. How is Noah Anderson doing? And that's tough for Baylor now, like I've seen the first game it, Wow. Where did things stand up there? Yeah, you know that's heartbreaking because Bailey had had committed himself and had worked so hard. He had so much energy. He actually got hurt like right to beginning of the game and tried to play. Kind of probably hurt it worse. So we just feel so bad for Bailey. We're just so thankful that Noah was able to come back and practice and was able to jump in there and play. And Noah played pretty well. He had one of those. You know, everybody had their one. He had one of those protection deals was him. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, besides that, though, he, he did pretty good against our guys. And so he's had a good week. And, uh, you know, we always thought he was a starter anyhow. You know what I'm saying? You can only put five out there at one time. But we always thought of him as a starter. And so uh, he'll have to play good this week because now I'm telling you, the, the D-line for them is, is special. They're special. It'll be as good as we'll see. And we saw really good last week. But this one, you're like, oh, my goodness. They're bigger. They're even as fast. But they're bigger. Donnie Kirkpatrick there, he is like a a, a wind-up doll, whatever you call it, where you pull the string. You just let him go? I mean, the high school story was great. Talked about a crappy quarterback, and that that's good good setup and delivery on the joke there that that quarterback was him that he was referring to. And uh, South Carolina, uh, to his point, they are picked at the bottom with Vanderbilt of the SEC, but they have a ton of talent. I just I still don't know what they got. I talking to Corey Miller earlier this week, talking to Tommy Suggs, you'll hear him on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. He's the color analyst for the Gamecocks 
they uh, reiterated time and time again just how bad Eastern Illinois is. And also, both said South Carolina, they weren't that impressed with the Gamecocks last week, even though they won 45 to nothing. So that's kind of scary to think about. But South Carolina playing their first real competition coming up Saturday. I don't think they know what they got. They don't? Yeah, I think they're kind of... They know that they, they have... Know more, they know less than what we know about our own team. Probably. They, they do yeah. know that they have a very talented future NFL running back in Kevin Harris, who... Right. And Phil Steele, uh, Wager McGee, broke this one out on me Wednesday, uh, which I found hard to believe, but Phil Steele has their offensive line ranked fourth among SEC teams. Wow. And you know how great the O-lines are in the SEC. Because uh, of how great the D-lines are. Yeah, and they got a good D-line as well. So... Yeah, they, they, they got a good team. They have a lot of pieces right now. They're trying to put those pieces all together, and hopefully that'll come later in the year and uh, and not week two against East Carolina. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and wrap up the hour with more Donnie Kirkpatrick, and if we have time, Blake Harrell at 4 o'clock. We'll switch gears. We'll talk NFL. We'll make some picks. My favorite segment during the week, during the football season. And everybody's 0-0 right now, except the Dallas Cowboys, who are 0-1, and the Bucks are 1-0. After last night's thriller, we'll talk about that one with Tony Dunn, uh, talk Panthers and more in Hour 2. Morgan Aylers and Ariel Epstein in Hour 3, and it's Free Beer Friday. How could I forget? On the other side of the break, I will show you uh, what you will be winning today if you are a lucky caller in Hour 3. I'll go ahead and tell you now. Bud Light aluminum bottles, about a 15-pack of that. And how about a 12-pack of the limited edition Bush Light Apple? Bush. I'll throw that on the table when we return after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate fans, are you craving a calzone? Then Community Calzone is for you. They're open seven days a week, plus they're open late on weekends until 4 a.m., and they deliver. For calzones, wings, salads, and more, make it Community Calzone on Greenville Boulevard, now open for dine-in, takeout, or delivery, Community Calzone. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, Charlie, I was going to tell you that Community Calzone had more than just calzones, but you said it right there. I'm, uh, I love the names of the calzones. I'm going to find the one I had. I had the root. Do you say root or route? Depends. Okay, if you're talking like, about are you talking about roads, roads or highway? Yeah. If it's a highway, it's ooh. Well, if it's sixty six, then it's Route sixty six. But you yeah. can also say I think you say both, right? Yeah, you can say it both both ways, I guess. I but you would the, never say like that wide receiver ran a route. Well, correct. You or would say he ran a, a route. route. Look at that tree route. But that's a different spelling. It is, but I just think of things that are spelled the same. Uh, or that team lost in a route last night. Yes. All right, anyway. 
I had the Route 43, which is hamburger, cheddar, onion, hot sauce, and Mexican seasoning. That sounds nice. And they have, you know, burger, chicken, steak, Italian, whatever calzone you want. But I also had, a uh, on another trip, a chef salad and some wings. Mm-hmm. And as you said, uh, there in the read, they have it all at Community Calzone. Good stuff. I've, I've browsed through their menu. I just haven't had a chance to eat there yet. It is. Uh, it's really good. It's, well, uh, it's it something out. different, you know? Yeah. You're tired of the, the regular stuff. Go with uh, Community Calzone. All right. Uh, you can see it displayed now if you're watching on Facebook Live or on YouTube. Our free beer Friday and a uh, great giveaway today. We've got a 15-pack of 16-ounce Bud Light aluminum bottles, 12-pack of limited edition Bud L- uh, Bush Light Apple. I've seen people asking about this. Apparently, this is kind of t- hard to find. So, one of our uh, lucky uh, listeners is going to win that today. In hour three, we'll sh- throw in a Bud Light shirt, koozies, and a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. That'll be great for your tailgate on Saturday. Speaking of which, what if, did you? Uh, uh, go ahead. Speaking of which, what did you guys think of the uh, graphic I put up yesterday of the uh, situation with the uh, Donny K? recipe for oh, the recipe Marys. for a bloody mary yes i, I thought, thought it, i uh, liked it i thought it was pretty good i thought it sucked well, <laughs> thank you for your effort of course it was yeah it was fine i just thought it was funny it was glenn do thank we you. need to tell you you did a good job no, i just hadn't had a chance to talk to you about it come here i'll, I just, pat, I just I'll thought, pat you on the head i just thought it was i just thought it was a good time to bring it up <laughs> no it was great because donnie uh referenced uh did he say it? I don't know if he said it yet in the clips we've played. He has not said it yeah. yet. No, that's towards the end. But he threw out the uh, well, 8 a.m. Yeah, early game. Get your Bloody Marys ready or whatever, you know, whatever he said in his folksy voice. I feel like he has experience. I bet Donnie makes a great Bloody Mary. You know, I don't know if I've ever had a Bloody Mary. Well, I can honestly not, say I don't. Because I don't like tomato. Yep. It's something about or the, tomato juice. It's something about the morning that makes it okay. They're only good in the morning yeah apparently so it's kind I, of a hair of a dog thing i'm fine with a beer in the morning hair but of the what hair of the dog you know okay <laughs> it, it's, it's like a, it's a meant to be like a drink that wakes you up ah. after a night of yeah drinking. Gotcha. okay a healthy alternative while you're still drinking alcohol yeah basically um all right so maybe you'll have the uh the bloody mary's going on saturday morning if you need a place to park uh you can call or text now to reserve a parking spot on the corner of elm street and greenville boulevard for 20 bucks it is a 10 minute walk to the stadium it's a grass lot there is a porta john if you need to do your business and uh, again a 10 minute walk uh you can call 252-917-3501 call or text and you can do it now you can do it on the way to the game because they accept venmo so just wanted to throw that out there if you need if you're wondering about parking you don't have something ready to go yet you can call or text 252-917-3501 and that is uh it's 20 10 minute walk grass lot porta john there you go you'll be all set to go all right uh we uh now only have a couple minutes left let's hear more donny k shirley Rhodes. if we have time later in the show we probably will an hour three we'll hear some blake carroll but uh let's hear more donny kirkpatrick so they seem to kind of game plan and take away tyler sneed is there something you guys are looking to do moving forward to kind of isolate him well i, I don't you know everybody knows where sneed's at everybody knows where where you know cj's at i think i mean they couldn't find blake prol guess that's the only one they, they would have you know been in the scouting report was where, where's he? he he didn't come back you know so they're going to know those guys have to just go work and get open but he was open 
He was open. I don't know what he got. He got three or four catches underneath. That's kind of his game. He's not a deep threat guy. We, you know, it, it's hard to throw to him deep. Uh, I think the biggest thing was we had him on two of those conversion downs, and he was open, and he got hit right when he was throwing the ball. So we threw one behind him. Tyler's beating himself up. He thought he should have caught it. The other one, we just threw it over his head. If he catches either one of them, it's probably huge. The one's a touchdown. There's no question. We've kind of run a rubber out, and the DB's jumped around the guy, and he's nowhere to he, – he's out of pursuit. He's out of angle. The other one, it would have been a run up the field. And uh, you got to just make those plays. you got to make those plays. I mean, if a guy goes there and gets five catches and scores two touchdowns and has 100 yards, everybody's talking about, wow, that's pretty special. You know, Tidy had three with some, some underneath stuff. But we we got to get him the ball. We know that. Yeah, we got to get Keaton Mitchell the ball. You know what I'm saying? We got to get Raji the ball. You know what I'm saying? We got to we got to we got to move the ball to do that though. You got to get the ball back to do that. You know, uh, luckily our punter had a terrific game, or we would have really been in trouble because we couldn't get any field position. But at least we kept pinning them back too. You know, because of the punt, we just could never get the field. We never had never had one field position. I don't think past the 28 yard line. The percentages of scoring from 32 yards away are about 20 percent in college football. So. We need a break, you know what I'm saying? We need a break, you know, like that too. And But, but you got to cause your own breaks, I guess. You know what I'm saying? That, that's part of it. Donnie, uh, Coach Houston was animated at the end of practice about a sense of urgency and finding that urgency. Can you speak to that? Well, that, that's that's totally him every minute. You know, the whole bit, and the whole coaching staff is like that. So there's a balance between you don't want to act like you're panicking, you know what I'm saying? But when you're 18 to 22 years old, you probably don't understand the importance of practice and doing things right all the time that you do when you're older and you're coaching. When I was in college, I, you know, I, I swore the coach was absolutely insane. This this cannot be this has this cannot be that big a deal here on a Wednesday. But now that you're coaching it, you're like, how can you not understand how important that is? That's just what little bit of maturity that we get, I guess, as coaches. We don't get much of it, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. Uh, he was a little bit animated at the end of this practice over a uh, special little thing we were doing, and I think some of the guys thought practice was over, and uh, they thought wrong. They thought wrong, uh, according to Donnie Kirkpatrick there, Glenn Griffin with the observation. Did you uh, see something or hear something? Glenn, Heard something. At the end of that practice. I mean, it was loud. <laughs> it was loud and intense. I couldn't make out quite what it was, and you know you can't hear the details. But uh, it'd be like if I walked off at five fifty-eight, like all right, I'm I'm done, you know. And you'd be like, hey, the show ain't over. Uh, yeah, I think there was a lot. Well, I'm not sure it was a walk off. I think it was more of a the guys were goofing. Yeah, and uh, coach didn't like that. Well, you'll never get any goofing around here. Uh, let's uh, take a break. We will come back. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live. We'll get you ready for week one of the NFL, which kicked off last night with a Dallas Cowboys loss. So everything is right in the world. Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com, will join us if he can find a parking spot. And we will uh, look at all of the games for week one. We'll make some picks. We'll talk Panthers, Jets, and a whole lot more when we return. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live on the way after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When your air conditioning needs repairing or replacing, call on the reliable service professionals of Delcor Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Go to DelcorInc.com or give them a call at 252-321-8868. Delcor, the service professionals in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, hour two of Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday. We'll give away some Bud Light and some Bush Light Apple coming up in hour number three of today's program. I've never had the Bush Light Apple. How about yourself, Tony? Never. I've heard, I, I've seen people asking where it's available. So I think it's uh, sometimes difficult to find. So somebody's going to be really happy coming up in hour number three. Well, you always want to make sure the products you're featuring, you're talking well about them. But I feel like apple is one of those things that's hard to get a flavor right where it's, it feels natural. You know what I'm saying? You know, like strawberries kind of like that, where it feels like it's like an artificial strawberry flavor. Like so. if you have like candy and stuff. like Yeah, like it's either hit or miss. Yeah. I do like the uh, the sour apple Jolly Rancher best one ever that's a good that's the green right that's a good apple that and the watermelon well well those are undeniably the best all right tony dunn is here nfl week one is here and tony usually on our friday shows we'll have a a thursday night or the night before and it will be so boring or so inconsequential to what's going on in the league sometimes we don't even bring it up at all that was certainly not the case last night. It was a uh, an awesome game between the Bucks and the Cowboys. Bucks win it on a uh, last second field goal. Cowboys scored, gave Tom Brady too much time. He drives down the field. Controversial no call with Antonio Brown pushing off, eh, maybe, uh, but got away with it. And uh, man, it, a huge fantasy night if you had the Bucks and the Cowboys players outside of i guess ezekiel elliott who didn't do anything thank at goodness all. for that because in our pirate uh our pirate, pirate radio football league fantasy football league i was playing antonio brown he I did was, have a good game uh ezekiel elliott he did not and zerline uh could have been worse could have been <laughs> <laughs> three for five on field goals for <laughs> greg the leg also missed an extra point so his point total could have been a lot higher as well but how about the two quarterbacks tom brady Back again, 379 yards, four touchdowns, did have two interceptions. And Brady to Gronk is still a thing in 2021. A couple of TDs for Rob Gronkowski last night as well. I'm most surprised by Antonio Brown. Maybe not surprised, but again, he is a great receiver that we kind of continue to forget exists on that team because there is so much talent. Well, he had a quiet offseason, right? Maybe for the first time ever. Except for that one picture punch we saw in practice where he punched a teammate oh true but then somehow tom brady and his uh media machine buried that is he still living with tom brady wasn't that a thing (laughs) he's gotta be he's He's like the uh kato (laughs) kalen for tom brady living in the pool house let's hope it doesn't end that way by the way not a great night for everybody uh mike evans did not have a great night and i have him in a league but uh chris godwin scored a touchdown and fumbled uh, right at right. the goal line. Yep. Hurt. Sorry, Bucks betters. 
uh if you uh if you tuned in one of my a guy i've been talking about a lot this offseason my breakout player is unfortunately cd lamb who dropped two or three balls like the first drive of the game but uh he ended up having a huge night as well i think he's breaks out but amari cooper uh, had a huge game as well this dallas offense is scary i'm not gonna deny that and their defense is probably better but uh the books uh were able to put up a lot of points on them last night we had a lot of questions that i felt were answered a little bit last night with dak prescott it's just it's you know coming off a terrible injury that's such a hot start last year uh, with a defense that we knew was so bad, they go out and draft all deep. They pull a Carolina Panthers and just draft a ton of defensive players, bring in a new defensive coordinator. But you're still you're looking at all that talent on offense, and you're saying, "How's Dak going to look?" And there were some times he, you know, the ball was behind and it looked like he was a little slow coming out. But overall, I got to say, you should be very happy about the way Dak played last night in his return game after after that injury. So, yeah, Dallas, uh, I thought, was much better than I expected them to be. And I thought the Bucks' defense was not as um, stout as I expected it to be. Uh, yeah, so, what? I mean, they are still the overwhelming favorite. Nothing changed there from what you saw last night. I'm talking about the Bucks and the NFC South. Uh, we'll get to our picks a little later on, but John, who I believe won a prize, John Dickens, better known as the guy that calls in on the fifth quarter and says, come on, guys. Uh, he says Teddy Two Gloves and the Broncos are going to put the beat down on the Giants. I should let you know he is a Broncos fan, so he's speaking from the heart more than the head there. But we'll make our uh, Week One selections coming up later on. John has his Broncos as road winners over the New York Giants. All right, so uh, the Bucks are one and zero. The Cowboys zero and one. Next Thursday night, by the way, it'll be the football team taking on the New York Giants. So uh, we will be recapping that game unless Washington loses, Tony. And then the third Thursday game. Your guys? The Panthers and Texans. Ugh. Joey Sly now the kicker for the Texans. Joey Sly revenge game is what they're <laughs> billing this one as. What if he hits the 64-yarder at the end of the game? He couldn't do it for us. Didn't y'all used to send him out there to make impossible kicks yes. quite a bit? And then people would be upset that he didn't ever like, really. Graham Gano would have made that. <laughs> uh, who is your kicker? Um, his name is Santoso. Oh, is he the big guy? He's the giant guy. guy. Yeah, that giant. looks. Um, that could play quarterback too. Maybe I can't wait to see him uh, against the Jets on Sunday. We'll talk Panthers in a moment, Tony. How about what has happened to the Baltimore Ravens? So they have lost J.K. Dobbins, who was going to be their starter. Gus Edwards is one of six players to have 700 or more rushing yards in three straight seasons. He is a very dependable. I don't know. He's a backup. He's all kind of been a 1A, 1B guy with the Ravens. He goes down earlier this week. They also lost Justice Hill. So the Baltimore Ravens have signed four running backs this week. The latest is Latavius Murray, former uh, former UCF Knight and former New Orleans Saint, who was released earlier this week by the Saints. He gets picked up by the Ravens. They have also picked up Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, and Trenton Cannon, Bell and Freeman are on the practice squad. That is like the richest practice squad in NFL history with Le'Veon Bell and Devonta Freeman. And Latavius. 
Well, yeah. that, that he's not going to be practice squad. Right? He's he's going to go right in the game and probably get carries on on Monday night. I had to look it up. The Trenton Cannon name seems so familiar. He played. He was just with the Panthers and released. So it's a former Panther, and I thought that he was going to be a special. Team so when was he released by the Panthers? Just like last month, uh, September second. So, so. so like nobody is on this team. They're like, oh, they don't even know where they're at. It's going to be a lot of Lamar Jackson. It sounds like running the football or just giving Latavius Murray the ball and saying go over the tackle or whatever. Hey, I, I mean, despite the, the the sadness that surrounds losing guys that you thought were young players or up and coming players, is that really do you think that they're going to have trouble running the ball? I don't think so. Is that uh, Lamar um, Jackson just presents that threat and it just makes it easier for the running backs? I could see Le'Veon Bell actually being okay for the Ravens well I mean I don't know what what J.K. Dobbins future looks like but I don't think these guys are and I was gonna I'm gonna say Christian McCaffrey but Mike Davis had some pretty good games right in relief of McCaffrey last year um is he a like when Saquon Barkley went down there's some players that you can't replace and and do what they do for these guys that the Ravens have lost, maybe you can replace them. I think it's that backs. cornerback, Marcus Peters. That's, that's a good. brutal injury, too. And they happened on, I think, successive plays in practice to where they canceled practices. Like, no more guys getting hurt. Um, well, Tony, I told you last Friday, the Browns are going to win this division. Well, now <laughs> this does help them a little yeah. bit. And I got to say, I'm a little uh, selfish and greedy in this matter, is that I got a lot invested in the Las Vegas Raiders uh in fantasy football <laughs> and this kind of helps my case this in, in opening week i will uh i got an interesting pick in that game tony the upset monday night football i know you are a raiders fan this year i feel like you already said that that was my this... bold prediction yeah. right they yeah. finished second in the afc west i don't even know why I'm, i don't really like any of their guys but well i'm rooting for you right now <laughs> because it turns out i'm a raiders fan as well you looked at your fantasy roster and found out you too are invested <laughs> in the uh the raiders Let's talk Panthers, uh, then we'll take a break, then we'll make some picks. So, uh, Tony, what separates me from other radio guys, I ask the difficult questions, questions you won't hear anywhere else. What are the keys to the game for Panthers, Jets? <laughs> I feel like you uh, are the first person that's ever asked that question. <laughs> yeah, that's a great uh, question, right? Keys to the game. Offensively for the Panthers. Offensively, one is uh, getting Christian McCaffrey back in on track. How right? many touches will he get? How many touches As do you think? Not enough. Get? Yeah, hey man, is that it's gonna be like? Was it two year, two or three years ago where, where he they just, just ninety nine? He was on every play. I think yeah. he sat one play out in the entire season, and you just feed and feed him, and you want to do that because that's gonna help the second key of game. It's just Sam Darnold. Um, making a de- his debut in the Carolina Panthers jersey against his former team. And, and you know, everything kind of always comes back to the quarterback. Is rarely do you have uh, any success in really football, period, and not have decent to very good quarterback play. It's, it's very rare. I mean, when we look at Super Bowl champions, you know, Trent Dilfer always comes to mind. He's the only person they always say. And there's got to be a, another example of it, but recently, or not even recently now, that was like 2000. But outside of that, it has been your Brady, Breeze 1-1, Rodgers 1-1, Russell Wilson's pretty elite, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even Eli, when he won it, had some sensational moments or at least got bailed out. That's a decent example because they had good defenses, those Giants teams. He's probably the most average quarterback that's won one as of late. 
Well, trying to think uh, who do, else. Do you count Nick Foles? Oh, Peyton. Oh, yeah. Peyton. What about his brother, Peyton Manning? He was a shell of himself when he wanted. Old Peyton. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Old Peyton uh, was not as good as young Peyton when he won that Super Bowl with the Colts. So I don't know if Darnold himself is a key, but it's certainly going to be important to the Panthers' success overall this season. Uh, probably what will determine that most is the guys playing in front of him. And um, if that offensive line, which no one is particularly impressed with this moment at this moment, can be mediocre to maybe even a little bit better than that. Uh, Taylor Moten, the only name of note uh, on that offensive line. Matt Parrott is probably the second guy or center who's just the old hat, but has not played um, fantastic while he's been a Panther. He did play better last year in his second year as a Panther. The, the real question marks are going to be on that left side of the line. Cam Irvin brought in from the Cowboys, but he's been a journeyman in his career, starting with the Browns, then going to Kansas City, one year in Dallas, and now we're asking him to do a lot at left tackle. And then another former Jet, Pat Eflin, or F-line, whichever way, I guess I was route or route, whichever one you prefer as well. Which F- do you go with, by the way? I do believe I'm kind of... I, I found myself when I was riding here, like way more invested in this conversation than I should have been. I think I say Route 66. Because then the song, it's like, get your kicks on Route 66. But then the big dog did bring this. You don't ever say he ran great routes. Yeah, but that's a different thing. I'm talking about highway alone. We're talking road. It's a football term. It's a football term. I mean, it's a route, just like a. But route how do you say? 66. But you, you would never say he ran the wrong route. But if you're on the road, what do you say? You say route. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I, as someone who likes and enjoys like epistemology and language, I mean, epistemology, and basically discussion of words. Yeah. Now I'm starting to think: is a route a direction, like a path to somewhere, in a route one that's already predetermined? Wow. Route wow. 66, but Whoa. we took that route, which is something a little like nuanced. we we found our way right exactly. along this path, which would be a route. Right. And we happen to drive on Route 66 in the a, process. A route would be a pre-planned. All right. Destination. Sorry, radio listeners, for this terrible conversation. I like it. I back, like the angle though. Back to the keys. Um, and <laughs> so uh, F line, F line, F lean, whatever you want to say. Left guard. Uh, we'll see how the left side of that uh, offensive line looks. The spread is down to four. Tony Panthers are four point favorite. Total at forty four and a half. So Vegas is thinking a 24-ish to 20-ish score. Well, they that, will be wrong because it's going to be 35-10 Panthers. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what is a an acceptable score for the Jets, and, and what do you want to see? Uh, 10? It's pretty low. It is low. But rookie quarterback, Jamison Crowder's out. Corey Davis is about to have a million catches on Sunday, I would think. I think the Panthers just are you – know, being slept on slightly here is there's a lot of offensive talent there we have christian mccaffrey like one of the best players in the nfl but then you look to the receiving core and there's some real names out there dj moore robbie anderson yeah. and who could be a grand surprise this season terrace marshall jr um so the offense has potential it's just we haven't really seen it reach that potential we're still kind of shell-shocked by a Cam Newton years of Cam Newton injury and then the very conservative Teddy Bridgewater offense. And then on the other side of the ball, there is um, some really dynamic players that could make 
some big time waves this year it's just the question in the nfl is how do you weather injury right is the injury injuries are the equalizer or the diminisher of football hopes and dreams and so brian burns this year could be all of a sudden become a household name that's kind of my bold prediction Mm -hmm. hassan reddick bet on himself coming and joining matt rule his former college coach and he really believes that they know how to utilize him in a pass rushing mode and so then you got jeremy chin so there's the defense could score put us in some really good places I feel like if there is going to be a week that we have a chance to really put a stamp or a mark on a team, the Jets should be one you do it against. I don't necessarily – I don't know how confident I'm going to believe to hold them in within 10, but I wouldn't be surprised either. All right, one more. We'll take a timeout. What is your – because I was thinking about myself on this question. What is your excitement level, 1 to 10, for the Panthers going into this year? And I'll answer mine first. I'm at about a 9 for the football team, Tony. Which is wow. This is That's probably about as high as you can get. This is the most excited I've been going into a year since 2013, the year after they won the division, RG3's rookie year. He was coming off of injury. I was thinking, hey, why can't he do it again? Rookie of the year. He's gonna. We're gonna be awesome again. And they fell flat. Do you believe Curtis Samuel's gonna be the triple crown? You oh, know what? I'm I don't sorry. Even, that was salty. I'm not even gonna talk about him until I actually see him do something. I'm not even sure he's a real person at this. Point. <laughs> Has, hasn't practiced does, does he exist hasn't done anything he's going to be on the il for yeah, the short term now. yeah uh but i'm at a nine with this defense uh i'm going to give fitzpatrick a shot so i'm excited how about you for the panthers i'm a seven i think and i think that this could be a season where we're pleasantly surprised um it could go a lot of different ways i don't think we're going to be very bad I just don't know if we'll be great. And so I am optimistic, particularly in the early half of the season. So I would say is that maybe I'm going to start at 10 right now in week one. Week two, I'm going to go to a nine, <laughs> eight, seven, six. It's probably going to go down as the season okay. progresses. Yeah, we might as well start at a 10, right? Yeah. All right, uh, let's take a time out. We'll make some picks. Susan Deans, our resident Panthers fan, is excited to go to Charlotte this weekend, Tony. Uh, she says she's more excited to go to her favorite restaurant, Soul Food Market, and the team store rather than the game. Wow. So her excitement level is a little lower than yours. <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe she'll uh, jump on board after Darnold hits Robbie Anderson for a 50-yard touchdown. Let's uh, take a timeout. We'll pick the Panthers-Jets game and the rest of week one of the NFL when we return after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back jersey mike's is open seven days a week for lunch and dinner you can order in the store or online through the jersey mike's app jersey mike's a sub above now let's head back in to prl here's clip broad all right, Tony Dunn and I, week one of the NFL, talking about clickbait on Netflix as we head back into the show. Y'all seen it yet? Mm, well, apparently... Macon has. Macon yeah. has, I think. 
but I haven't. It's worth a watch. It's so what is it? So I, I I'm aware of the name. I know that it's a dude thing from Entourage who hadn't been anything in forever. Okay. Uh, Main character from Entourage. Yes. Uh, Grenier. Yes. He. Uh, I don't. Grenier. Not. We don't want to give away like the story, but like. What's the premise? He yeah. Gets, what's the basic premise? He gets a guy gets kidnapped. Oh, and maybe this is where the word, where the term clear. So they put up a YouTube video or this something like route. this. It was on a video, and it just says this. He's holding up a sign. He's like, I treat women terribly, blah, blah, blah. I'm awful. And then the next sign says, if you get five million views, I'm dead. And then so people start watching this video, and then we have to figure out why this guy with a pristine uh, reputation is all of a sudden putting up this weird cryptic sign. So it and, is like social media saw. Yes. <laughs> well, at least so it's like real life. Story, but it's like real life. But, but it's exactly that's only like normal. one little snippet of Correct. the whole movie. There's a lot of stories going on, and it's a who done it. But there's like so a you lot don't of, know who has them. No, or if it's real. Yeah. Or why? Yeah. yeah. It's a fun. And watch. then you're worried so. if I got suckered, if I got clickbaited into watching this show, and the I, guy from Entourage is going to get off in episode one. Sure. So it's so it's a show. How many episodes are there? Six. It's like eight. Yeah, eight. yeah. It's not long. Like yeah. it's an easy watch. It's as easy one of a watch done. as like uh. It's a one and done. The Outer Banks is. Yeah, pretty much similar. Kind of except for not easier. So teeny teeny bopper. Make is making a maybe. Let's, is making it. Let's get made making let's in get this box. Ma- intern making on. Uh, by the way, showing. we'll be set up at yeah. Freeboot Friday. You gotta get making in here because if she is a hater of. Making will be uh, slinging shirts coming up soon at uh, Freeboot yeah, Friday. Yeah, just as a warning, my 13-year-old son has pictures of characters from the Outer Banks on his walls right now. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's the teenage thing. Yeah, I feel gross watching it as a 39-year-old adult. I don't. Male. It kind of scratches a Dawson's Creek itch. I don't want to wait. I agree. Maybe. All right, so making, uh, uh can you uh, pass her some headphones or turn the mic off so she can hear me? Um so do you watch outer banks as well yeah i watch outer banks and you watched clickbait yes which one is better i like clickbait better because outer banks okay i like outer banks but it's a little bit childish to me like the acting i mean the ending is not great yeah it's not great at well, times. Also, the storylines are like super far-fetched as well. I mean, yeah. you don't watch it thinking you're watching a serious program. Yeah, when, I think I was lost in Outer Banks. We knew the first season was wild when they started popping off gunshots at the Outer Banks and nobody got arrested. You're like, wait a second. Wait a second. If yeah. this would have gone down <laughs> in real life, everybody would have been in jail. True, <laughs> true. So uh, do you recommend clickbait? Yes, it's okay. so good. Intern approved. (laughs) I don't know about so good, but it's uh, it's a fun watch. Um, How about them Cowboys? Okay, they weren't as bad as I expected. I'm a Cowboys fan, and I honestly I expected us to get whooped, and we didn't get whooped. We lost, but we didn't get whooped. They put up a the offense looks good again. Defense, we'll see. Brady and the Bucks are good. Whooped. Are you from New York? No, oh, I'm so from I'm an kidding. hour from here. <laughs> She's on Route 43 <laughs> to follow up. Thank you for being a part of the show, Macon. No problem. And uh, Macon, in turn, Preslin and uh, our other fine folks will be at Freeboot Friday about an hour from now selling our Pirate Vibes Only tie-dye t-shirts. So go pick you up one. All right, Tony Dunn, let's make our picks. You've already let the cat out of the bag. That was kind of a pun because the Panthers and the cat family. 
uh you are taking the panthers week one as am i and chandler has also uh dropped his picks on us he is also going with the panthers and tony you think it'll be a blowout yeah i do right. i mean i'm hoping for one are you going darnold anderson revenge game is that your like kind of well thoughts? yeah that's one element i think the forgotten christian mccaffrey is another element totally forgotten yeah like I mean, hasn't been mentioned at all since two years ago recency bias of fantasy football just because he missed all you know the yards aren't there but even though he's a top five pick he just doesn't get talked about who are we talking about exactly <laughs> exactly yeah i missed it mccaffrey that was the joke but we're wait are you forgot say- man no, we forgot that. No, forgot. We did it. Forgotten Nobody man. forgot like Saquon. It's like Saquon forgotten already. Now he's got to re. Now he's got to prove it. I've heard more about Saquon because he has that prove it deal than I have about yeah. McCaffrey, who's coming back from injuries. And right. I think our uh, defense puts up points too. That's you, why I'm saying like something uh, like a two touchdown win. Rookie quarterback week one bad situation. Yeah. Glenn, I get it. They don't talk about McCaffrey on Outer Banks. So yeah, you're right. But people are talking about McCaffrey. He looks could like you he imagine? could be an Outer right. Banks. Right. I started to say you could put him and Darnold on Outer Banks right now. Dude, you were running this. John Boy, what's his name? Boy John, John. John B. John B. Was running like McCaffrey out there. Would they be the bullies, or would they? Would they, oh, they be would pogues? Be, or they would, would they be. be uh, no, no, Darnold they, is a definite. Yeah, he's yes. the opposite. What's yeah. that? He is the other one. I got you. <laughs> it almost sounds like a slur. I can't remember what it's called. I cannot right remember now. what it's called either. Yeah. Let me ask Macon right quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, are they, what are they called the rich kids on Outer Banks? No, that's no. that's the poor people. The Pogues versus the you're a sloth kooks. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. yeah, that's why we. That here. does sound slurry. <laughs> I'm not sure we can say that on air. Right, right. I'm not, I'm, if I, we got to shut this down. I've, I have never seen so many people in this studio. Number one. Yeah, usually nobody works on Fridays. Everybody's matching, and where it's free are boot Friday, brah. That's crazy. That's what it is. I don't know what the hell to think about this game, Tony. Eagles at Falcons. Why are the Falcons a three-and-a-half-point favorite against anybody? Well, because they have some history of decent players on their team. You know, they've had some success in in the past. Um, Matt Ryan, I think that would be it. (laughs) It's a short list, but you gave me a reason. Okay. I'm going to pick the Eagles. All right. Uh, Jalen Hurts. I just I don't know what to think about him right now. And I don't love what's around him right now. But I can't take the Falcons, so I am going to take like the Eagles. This is uh, more of a pick against the Falcons than it is for the Eagles. Chandler has selected the Falcons. So he's with the Dirty Birds. All right, Steelers at Bills. Tony, you were on the Bills four years too early. Yeah. Now you can proudly say, I, I knew the Bills would be good. I just didn't know when. When Josh <laughs> Allen was in high school, you called it. The Bills are good. Uh, you're going Bills here. I am because I'm down on the Steelers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Vikings at Bengals. This is a good dad game. We got a few good dad games this week. This one's about as hard as the dang Eagles at Falcons. Joe Burrow returning from injury. Now, what was his injury was more uh brutal than dax right was uh well dax was that ankle this one's the dreaded knee i think it was like an acl mcl all the cl's family uh was burrows so vikings at Bengals. i'm gonna say the vikings defense is better than they were a year ago and uh they beat the Bengals on the road 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think the Bengals, though, is that is where they, they weren't as that bad last year. I mean, I know they weren't good, but it looked decent at times. They were a fun, bad team. Yeah. Um, let's see what they're So I don't think that year. they are going to go in there and just be rolled. Oh, well, they picked fifth or sixth because they got Jamar Chase, which I think they should have got Sewell. And what do you think about this Jamar Chase discussion about not being able to catch the football? Now it's about, he's saying it's hard to see. I really think it's more, he admitted too, it's more about him being out an entire season. Like he didn't play last year. And he said, uh, he, I think he said something to the effect of, I hate to ad- admit it, but it might have something to do with me sitting on my butt last year wow. instead of playing. So, but I, he'll be fine, I think. But I, I still think they should have gone O line to protect their, you know, multi million dollar quarterback. And they still have T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. They have some guys to throw and to. Why, when are they ever going to learn their lesson? Exactly. You know I mean, they did this with John Ross that year that, where yeah. they fell into all of that. He trap. ran a fast 40. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking the Vikings. Uh, Chandler is also taking the Vikings. 49ers at Lions. Uh, How are you going to pick the Lions in anything this year? Not going to even really get into this one. They look like if the Texans and Lions played, who would you pick? Ooh, I I might just pick the Texans. Yeah, I mean, I like. No, nah, I mean, I think of the Lions. They weren't atrocious. Well, yeah, you like Tyrod Taylor or Jared Goff? Who would you rather have a quarterback? Tyrod, I would too. So I would probably pick the Texans. There's got to be a good defensive player somewhere in Detroit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. maybe maybe uh i'm more interested in who the heck is starting a quarterback for the 49ers so have they announced jimmy g is the starter is trey lance going to just come out the gate i, I hope so kyle shanahan is treating game one of the regular season like he did the draft where he kind of pulled a fast one on everybody and got lance and like kind of called everybody's bluff there's and, gonna be some set where jimmy g and trey lance are on the field at the same time they it's going to be something could wild. Could be the first play of the game. They're going to wildcat out. Or, uh, what is, isn't that what they do when they trot the – what is the play where they trot the quarterback out the receiver? Yeah, the, the Dolphins somewhat made it famous with Ronnie Brown running the wildcat yeah. uh, back in the day with Tony Sperano as their coach. Um, I think – I mean, Jimmy G will start – and he'll he should beat the lines, but I think by the by October we'll see some Lance. I think they said too that uh, Kyle Shanahan said that they're going to have some Trey Lance packages. So even okay. if Jimmy, we might see him yeah, you might one. see him in and some situational things where they're running the quarterback. And I like that. Uh, let's let's see what the kids got. All right, uh, let's do one more and take a break. And I love this game, Tony. If I was not a Washington fan, if I was just picking a game in the one o'clock window to watch, it would be Cardinals at Titans. I think. It should be a lot of points scored. You've got major star power on the offensive sides for both of these teams. I'm a little surprised Tennessee is only a three-point favorite, and the line has stayed there. And I talked to Jeff Nadeau about this on Thursday. He said that if he could trust one team to get a stop when they needed it, he'd pick the Cardinals over the Titans. So maybe it has something to do with that. But uh, I'm going to take Tennessee just because they're at home. I don't like the Cardinals traveling and – Cliff Kingsbury still hadn't proven to me he's a, a great NFL coach. I think what's exciting about this game is, or maybe why the Titans aren't, you know, you're just so confident in picking them right out the gate, is that the strength of the Cardinals is their offense and the weakness of the Titans is their defense. 
So it's like these teams are the are really kind of mirror not mirror images, but they're both now. Who would have thought that the Titans ever were an offensive team? But I know, especially with their head coach Vrabel, and they were always and and they still have the biggest bruising running back in the NFL. But on the outside, they have two of the top ten receivers in the I'm gonna, NFL. I'm going to do this for my boy Chad. I'm picking the Titans here, and I think the Titans' offense uh, got better. You just reminded I think the me the offense got better, and the defense is worse. You just reminded hey, how me. How can it really be worse? I, but they have to be an offensive team out of necessity. Like, they got Julio. I mean, they have the weapons, but I'm also who's better, saying, Julio or AJ Green? Julio. What about AJ oh, yeah. Brown? AJ, AJ Brown, Brown. That's better. Yeah, that's the one. That's who no, but AJ Green is on. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're talking so about they're, they're number two. Basically, they're two number two receivers. Well, they have Rondell Moore, and yeah, I would. You know, rather... Rondell Moore's got uh, his fantasy projection on my team is like is higher than Rugs. Yeah, which is crazy. Put and him I feel. In. I feel like I'm I'm committed at this point. I, I got the draft equity in rugs. That you pulled a Bengals and drafted rugs. You drafted rugs really early. I know. I needed receiver. I mean, it was, I get it. It was because of the keeper situation in that league. It gets tough. It was. It gets tough. We're Especially not, okay. We're not going to sweep that under the rugs, Tony. Uh, give me the Titans here, but I agree. This could. This has the potential to be a great game, and I, I think it's because we want the cardinals to be good i almost am worried that we're willing them to be good and like you said we haven't seen it just yet i did that last year because i was uh i was singing the praises of kyler murray and i still like him a lot but they they say he's dialed in this year making throws especially i'm hearing guys uh they're running back and i forget his name he was on jim rome i was listening to it a couple weeks chase ago. evans i heard that too and he was just talking about the kind of wow moments that he's seeing in camp from him i, I think it's kind of like uh when a new coach though it's not a new situation down there but you know you're bringing a new t- coach to a college and then everybody buys into the system before seeing it produced. right and it, it reminds me more of a college situation than a pro situation because you really don't have that happen as much in the pros i don't know though if uh, i agree with uh, who's the betting guy you were just talking Jeff about they do yeah it's like uh, give me derrick henry and if you need him to get a first down just bludgeon. I, I expect the Titans to bludgeon them with some Derrick Henry. I, they get up by one. They get up by seven, ten points, and then they just put the hammer on. Yeah, yeah. But the Cardinals can strike fast. I am going with the Titans. Um, this is the second highest total of the week. Fifty-three and a half is the over/under. Tony, the highest total is Browns Chiefs. We'll pick that one and the rest of the games when we return on Pirate Radio Live. We're picking Week One. More to go after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping rv space and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with wi-fi if you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. 
Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Excuse me. Let me try that website again. ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live, my favorite segment during the football season, my favorite hour. We're picking games, and not all of these will be correct, and we're just picking straight up, and it proves how hard it is to pick games in the NFL each and every uh, year we do this. Tony, uh, we're going to go perfect this year, though. Love it. Seahawks at Colts. You know we are perfect right now. We both picked the Bucks. Yeah. One and oh. We should have stopped. <laughs> Retire. Uh... I, I'm picking the Seahawks, man. I've kind of gone. I'm not being baited into the Colts were good. They got a good defense, and the Seahawks are just terrible because their offensive line wasn't that great. The Seahawks are uh, are not bad. I think this is going to be go against what I've been thinking all week and pick the Colts here. Okay, Seahawks have they they can go out and and lay an egg. Um. Because physically, Seahawks can't. Are Seahawks real birds, though? Hmm. I think it's like a made-up bird. Look at this oh! guy. Chandler. Just showed up to work. Come on in, Chandler. You're the odd man out wearing blue, though. Are Seahawks real birds? Let's Google that real quick. Chan man, welcome, buddy. Oh, okay. It's been so, a day. so the osprey, or more specifically, the western osprey, also called a Seahawk, Riverhawk, Fishhawk. Do lay eggs, but not <laughs> on the football field. They don't. So Chandler was on his way to do some uh, Wideville High School football, but they canceled the game, right? Yes. And let let me just say, if you're listening in Whiteville, let's make this decision a lot earlier than today, not four or five hours before kickoff. I'm sitting there visiting grandma. I like to visit grandma before I go to Whiteville and call the football game. Good, good kid. And my uncle is the color analyst. For me and um he get he shoots me a text and it's a screenshot of the wolfpack football club posting on facebook that their the game had been canceled not because of wival but because of the opponent rosewood uh pausing activities within their football program and so i'm sitting there like wow and uh i just decided to come on back what a pain in the anner 240 miles driven today <laughs> what a pain in the anor yep so but hey i was listening on the way here nobody has forgotten about christian mccaffrey i agree okay he was 44th on the top 100 on nfl network which i think he is stupid he's clearly in the top 10 that is a forgotten man boss it is not how it's a, a prove it year right now for christian mccaffrey top three running back being 44th yeah, he didn't play last year. He's it forgotten was, about. It was top one hundred for twenty twenty, and he didn't play hardly at all. He was protected last year. I'm gonna put up a poll. Sure. Do, do you I remember agree. Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> <laughs> no. Now that you mention it, all right, uh, Chandler. We have been uh, adding your picks, but now you can join us live. You got Seahawks Colts. Seahawks Colts. Where's that on the line? Uh-huh. Oh, he's giving us one. Oh, I got I got the Seahawks. Okay. I got the Seahawks. I'm going Colts. Chargers at football team. That's li- a tough one, man. The line has shifted. Washington is a one-point favorite in this game. I'm going to believe in my guys week one, and I'm going to take the football team. I think their, their defense is going to be even better this year. Another year, Jack Del Rio 
as coordinator chase young in year two is going to be an absolute monster potential defensive player of the year award coming his way i just i I got high hopes for this team right now and i'm going to uh to ride with my guys week one i really wish i could see the chargers play a little bit you know i just feel like all i'm basing any insight into their team is that justin herbert had a sensational rookie year you're a herbert guy right yeah i mean i wish wish he was a panther um but then also those weapons they got on the outside mike williams being in a contract year keenan allen being sensational but i don't know much other what is what's going on with Bo, they got a bosa right yeah. On joey yeah uh, at first Nick. my first thought was Nick. to pick the chargers here but I might play it safe and go football team. Nope, it's Joey. <laughs> right, I, I thought it was. Sorry, Tony. I know you're talking. Chandler and I are trying to figure out, name that Bosa. Luckily, I didn't say any of the first name. I knew not to risk that one. <laughs> so you're taking who? I'm going to take the football team. All right, play Chandler. It safe. I, I made my picks yesterday thinking I wouldn't be on the show today. I went ahead and, and I'm going to stay with my pick. I got the Chargers. I'm really high on Justin Herbert and you know thinking about Keenan Allen. I didn't think about the Chargers offensive line not really sure how they are up front offensively but now I'm starting to think about that defensive front for Washington mm-hmm. who really just causes mm-hmm. havoc up front so it's really going to all come down to that offensive line for uh, I almost said San Diego for Los Angeles uh, to protect Justin Herbert to give him time to throw to those guys like Keenan Allen and uh, I'm going to stick with the Chargers uh but, yeah, that Washington defensive front is scary. I tell you, the Washington football team, if they only had Cam Newton as their quarterback, could be a Super Bowl contender. Gross. Hashtag bring Cam home. Yes. There to Ron. Uh, Jaguars at tight. Texans, you won't hear this a lot, maybe at all. The Jaguars are road favorites. Probably a lot, to be honest. I'm going to take the Jaguars. I'm taking the Texans at home. Really? Wow. Who is the last rookie quarterback to win – his first year in game one as a starter. Deshaun Watson. No. <laughs> Cam Newton. Pick number one overall. Nah, he lost. Oh, we lost. lost. Great game. Lost to the Cardinals. Lost to the Cardinals. You got to go all the way back to David Carr in 2002. Oh Texans beat the Cowboys. That's the first time a rookie quarterback won on the season opener? Not the. It wasn't the first time. No, it's the, the first, last, time. last time. Last time. Yeah. Is wow. this the first stat you get to say and not say poor David Culley? Uh, this is <laughs> which is my favorite. What's segment? the opposite of poor? Rich David Cully. <laughs> Rich They're David. gonna win on Sunday. I'm gonna go poor David Cully. I have uh, Trevor Lawrence and DJ Shark. Just because I have DJ Shark on my fantasy team, Tony's He's a on sharker. The, you're a sharker. Way too high again. <laughs> There's some really. Co- I got. I got. You could tell I was rattled in around pick whatever that was fifty something. Oh, speaking I of took, fantasy, I Glenn, took Chenault junior earlier that i like both of those guys i know they're gonna be throwing a lot late in games i like those guys that's what i thought i thought they would be a bad team throwing a lot in games glenn tell me and the listening audience what you told me about your fantasy team earlier this week oh so yahoo has a projection system do you know who the projected league champion is not me tony dunn the big dog. Ah. Well, what do they have your record being? Twelve and two. I need. To, I need you to show me this inside. I, I did not get that email, and, uh, I, and I'm glad I didn't. You get don't want to look at I yours. think they would have just said, "You're your teams." I got Thanks. an A in the draft. 
I mean, it just nasty. Glenn's riding high right now, but so is everybody before uh, week one. I I'm said, not. I'm I said, down on my team. I said the day after we finished drafting, I said I could have the top quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. That's all true. Or or they could all flame out. Like it, it could be very. You got bad. Josh Allen, who could be he's top three already, but could be number yeah. one. Yeah. Who's your running back? It could be one. Uh, Ceh could be number one. Mm, that's a bit of a stretch. If you're following the second year running back under Andy Reid concept, <laughs> okay. Who's C-H- your receiver? Uh, Hopkins. Yeah, could be number one. Who's your tight end? But he's probably more of a top three if things pan out. Cop hits. Oh, okay. Well, you got the right, somebody's well, got to get those catches in Atlanta. Yeah. I started my fantasy off really good last night. Uh, about thirty minutes before kickoff, I decided to throw Ronald just to make it interesting. I threw Ronald oh, Jones don't in make there. It interesting. And because my opponent had Leonard Fournette, so I was yeah. like, I'm just going to throw him in there and let's. I, it's going to get me. Fumbled. And he fumbled. And Tony, he I don't think he saw the field after that fumble. Really? And I then know. I oh, guess who my kicker is? Greg Josiah Zerline. So am I playing? He was fit? terrible. Oh, no, this is a different league. Thank you. But, but he did. Uh, he did redeem himself there late in the game. But even the the field goals that he made squeaked in there. Then I thought he redeemed himself with a game-winning field goal, but there goes Tom Brady marching down the field, and uh, Ryan Suckup wins the game for the Bucks. The thing I'm just and I know the listeners probably don't care. They about don't care at all. Team. That's fine. I'm playing for next year a little bit. Trey Lance as well as Terrace Marshall Jr. are kind of my thinking ahead. Team. I like well, the Terrace league, Marshall Jr. pick. I in like this that. league, you have to prepare for the future. So if you're you won a championship last year, yeah. you got a grace period. If you're not going to win this year, at least they're not going. I'm not going to be fired. You want to use your season. you want to use your uh, keeper picks and kind of what you the value you get you get there to set up for next year by picking guys that are a year away yeah a few rounds early I agree all right um, Browns and Chiefs love this game love the Browns this year I don't have the cojones to pick them week one in Kansas City uh, Patrick Mahomes has never lost a September game. I will take the Chiefs. He doesn't lose in warm weather. I'm with you. Is like um, I'm. I'm still. The Browns have got to prove it to me a little bit more. The Chiefs have proved it plenty. I want to see a little bit more from the Browns defense. Maybe I got news for you, Tony. The Ravens have lost everybody. You're down on the Steelers. Somebody's got to win that division. Oh well, I think the the Browns are going to try to prove it to me this year, but I'm still not taking them over the Chiefs. Is that the AFC's version of the NFC least? No, it's the, uh, it's the AFC least. It's, it's it's the Bills, Pats, Dolphins division. Yeah. That's the worst one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it can't be of. the North. The North <laughs> is a, a tough division, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chandler, who do you got in this uh, game? I actually, it took about five minutes for me to choose this winner. I'm going with the Chiefs, though. Um, Patrick Mahomes not losing a football game in September is just an absolute stat to consider. Stat to consider. Dolphins at Patriots. Interesting game. I know who Tony's picking. Yeah, I'm going with the Dolphins. Yeah, you're mad at uh, the Patriots. <laughs> well, I'm not mad at the Patriots. Yeah, you're. I kind of like the Dolphins this year. A little bit. Uh, a little, little bit. bit. I'm rooting for Tua to prove everybody wrong. I feel like they gave, like up, his before, weapons, gave up on him before he even played. I, like, uh, I think you got Tua and you got a bunch of frisbee catching dogs out there hey, wide receiver Mark Packer yeah he nice say that one a lot yep. I like uh, the Dolphins in this one on the road Chandler oh I'm sorry it's Tua time 
my God. <laughs> Patriots defense is not going to be what it was last year, then. <laughs> They're going to be, be better. better. Yeah. 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 Hey, They're solid. they spent the most money out of anybody in free agency, right? So they are uh, they they are not happy with what happened last year. Mac Jones making his debut. Two Bama quarterbacks. Packers versus Saints. This game is in Jacksonville. And I'm going to take the Packers to win. I have a start sick question. You guys can make your picks. Packers. 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 Oh, okay. No thought there at all. Um, I have a quarterback question. Uh, it is our league, but maybe I can ask Chandler since he's not in our league. Jalen Hurts at Atlanta. Baker Mayfield at Kansas City or Jameis versus I added him versus the Packers. Hurts, Mayfield, or Jameis? I would go Hurts. Okay. Atlanta defense isn't that really yeah, good. Isn't that good? Wow. Who would you go and then I also have Kansas City's defense, and I don't want them to get throttled. And then who was the other one? Baker Mayfield and Can- and Kansas. And Jameis. Look, if I, I kind of like, yeah, I like rolling Jameis. I do too, one, man. Hertz could go throw 188 yards passing and rush one touchdown and they win. I don't know if I, I'm. That's why I like. I kind of like Baker. <laughs> I got three well, different answers. Well, I, that's the fact Baker and Jameis, you think, are going to be trying right. to come from behind, so they're going to be slinging the rock. Yeah, Jameis could be playing catch up. That's true. Yeah, so I think he's good at it. That's what I think. At, he's he's. I've been here before, fellas. The Browns. <laughs> Jameis is going to have a lot of three, four hundred yard games where he loses. What did Baker do in that playoff game last year? The Browns are going to try to take the air out of the ball with Chubb and Hunt and just run the football the entire time. All right, next game, Broncos at Giants. I'm I'm taking the Giants to win their opener. That's I, a, that's a bold prediction. I don't I mean, but are we do we really believe that Denver is uh, did last year show enough for them for all of a sudden to say that like they're just a couple pieces away? Last year don't matter because they got Teddy Bridgewater now, bruh. It's true. Um, Von Miller, I don't feel like we haven't seen him and Chubb together. Is Chubb even – Chubb just got arrested for just – for something silly. And the drop-off with Von is going to come quick. Not paying his car taxes or something. <laughs> what? Yeah. Bradley Tony, you do this a lot. You, you like to throw allegations at people. And that did happen. Yes. Thank you. Something of that nature happened. I, I'm not sure. Uh, the it, old failure to appear for uh, having just expired tags, uh, operating a motor vehicle without a license that has been revoked or suspended. Not close enough. Keep reading. Um, there was expired tags in there too. <laughs> um, Chubb, but he's playing. I saw a stat, Tony. Chubb and Miller have not played t- together except for like four, four games. games. That is nuts. Man. I kind of feel like week one you always have and Daniel two Jones. teams that aren't supposed to win and they win so who's that like two really bad teams and then they they're never that team again who's the bad team here they're both the giants with the giants are really bad i still don't believe in joe judge and the giants i'm going teddy two gloves even though i still hate him from his off-season comments a little quick to judge i think ah very good i think that daniel jones likes to give the ball to the defensive team and with miller and chubb in his face he'll gladly hand it over uh for some y'all think von miller is just gonna come back and be like the von miller he was i think daniel jones sucks i do agree with that i I also believe in saquon i think with rushers the drop off is like running backs it's quick yep i agree all right bears and rams i'll take the rams so will i 
And Chandler? I'll go with your guy, Matt Stafford, and the Rams. Ravens at Raiders. I'm going with the Monday night upset, if you want to call it that. I'm going to take the Raiders at home. Ugh, I can't do this. What's the line on I'm taking this the one? Ravens. It is Ravens by four. Raiders. Raiders. You got the Raiders? Yeah. All right. There we go. Raiders at home in an opener? Yeah. I like it. I like it. On like a night game. It feels like this happens. Las Vegas is going to be jumping. So you mean there's a a week or two where a bad team wins? Yeah, this is it. This is this. No, happens. it just always happens in week one. I feel like I feel like there's dev- you, it's never chalk, but week one is prone to weird things happening because of the news. There's a lot of two and O teams that go on to be very bad. Have four too. wins. Yeah. All right, Tony. Um, post game coming up for you guys Sunday afternoon. Yeah, uh, post game. I uh, would love for you to be a part of the C three community. It's just a bunch of fans hanging out talking about the. Uh, panther news and opinions also go check out uh either our youtube channel or download the c3 panthers podcast we had joe person with the athletic for a little new uh new york jets preview and kind of see where the panthers are at after training camp so a lot of cool insight there i have one question where you do the outro there how long is the hair now oh like wet like if if you let it out i mean people on tv wet or or dry past this like resting on the a, a little below the shoulder how long are we gonna let it get don't know is i don't this like know. a locks of love thing there's is that a route i just don't know which route i'm taking I how like many it. compliments did you get in cancun a lot oh did you let it fly in cancun oh man yeah oh. i like it look at that gringo's hair he's <laughs> <laughs> one of us yeah <laughs> all right thank you tony enjoyed it man we'll see you next week and we will take a time out come back hour three of pirate radio live on the way got our free beer friday giveaway we got Bush Light, Apple, and Bud Light up for grabs today. We'll uh, make you a winner later on this hour. Back with more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You've worked hard to start your business and are working even harder to make it successful, and that's why it's important to have a bank in your corner when you need them. As the business world throws you curveballs, Select Bank and Trust is here to be responsive to your needs. Select Bank's teams of local bankers can make local decisions and cares about you, the customer. Get the business services that are right for your business today with Select Bank and Trust. Bank local, bank select. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, welcome back into Pirate Radio Live here in hour number three. Coming up later on this hour, we'll talk to Ariel Epstein, the prop queen, and get some plays for football this weekend, maybe some Major League Baseball plays tonight as well. Looking forward to week one of the nfl we got a lot to talk about with morgan aylers who joins us inside the pirate radio studios hello morgan hello clip where to begin let's start with the the high school you're the host of the high school huddle coming up at six morgan and 
Good grief. That is uh that's turned into something that's tough to keep up with. Who's playing? who's not playing so what uh what do we have on tap for tonight well we've got uh, a couple of games have been canceled uh one due to covid one due to some uh some personal issues from the the washington pan pack we'll talk about that uh tragedy over there a lot of prayers going out to the pan pack family you know it's funny because i was talking to bailey early this week you know with touchdown friday and um you know who's playing who's not playing okay they found out tuesday they're not playing but we called somebody and we're gonna play but now we're not gonna play and there's a lot of that, and you, you feel for the coaches. You feel for the players yeah. because it's just the time, crazy times we live in. But uh, we do have a good show coming up at uh, uh, 6 o'clock tonight. Of course, we got the uh, Conley-Northern Nash will be our Pirate Radio Game of the Week. That'll be on at 7 o'clock tonight. D.H. Conley looking for their first win of mm-hmm. 2021. Hopefully they can get that tonight. Morgan, uh, what do you know about Northern Nash? Not, not a, whole, a lot. Not a whole lot, to be real honest with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know that they. Uh, is it a winnable game for Conley? I think it's a very. I, I think at. it's a very winnable game for Conley. I think that you know, last week their game got uh, got canceled with with Cleveland High School. They were going to win that one, Morgan. Okay, oh. and uh, <laughs> now Cleveland's really good. I know. You know, That's yeah. They're, they're. I talk with Coach Two South Central actually plays them tonight, and I talked with him early in the week, and they just. You know, they're just saying they're just really a powerhouse, and they've got to play perfect to win. And we'll preview that coming up here at six o'clock as well. Conley's ran into them at least once in the postseason. I know Morgan, and uh, yeah, they're a, they're a bear for they sure. Are. All right, so uh, high school huddle coming up tonight at six o'clock. Our Bud Light pregame tailgate begins Saturday morning, eight a.m. Morgan Aylers will be at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium with his booming voice back on the mic, and be great to uh, welcome some fans into Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Yeah, excited, excited about that. You know, that's uh, you know, it's they're expecting forty thousand plus to be there. It's going to be a beautiful day for football tomorrow. They, they're talking about 81, 82 for a high north breeze. So. Not humid. Not like it was, what, seven, eight years ago when it was 122 and there was no water in the stadium? Oh, yeah. You know, so it's going to be a great day for football. And hopefully the Pirates can put it all together and bounce back after last week and play South Carolina tough and and pull out a win. I got them bouncing back. I don't know if it's irrational, but I look back to – to use one example, the year they opened the season, lost to North Carolina A&T, and then the following week, they beat North Carolina by 25-30 points. I, now, I think we could see something similar this week, where they bounce back from a, a week one performance where we saw some good, maybe more bad than good, uh, but they come back. And, and, you know, South Carolina, I've talked to uh, to Corey Miller, South Carolina great, and also Tommy mm-hmm. Suggs on their radio network and they couldn't say enough about how bad eastern illinois is morgan so i don't think we know exactly what south carolina has in 2021 i I watched some of that game last week i was flipping it back and forth between the clemson georgia game when when they would take a break i I would flip it over and it was like south carolina their offensive line was playing i'm gonna say like a 1a school yeah i mean it real. i mean nothing against you know was it southeastern southwest eastern illinois it was one of the illinois nothing against them but they just don't have the the tools physically to compete with something like that i think the pirates will bounce back i like you know last week it was there were mistakes made and but it wasn't just a glaring there were a lot of mistakes in different positions one or two i think coach houston addressed that earlier in the week hopefully the pirates will put it together this week i understand they've had a, a good week of practice coach houston's very intense this week and he know now is the time i think the players know they've got to start putting this together if they want to have a shot at hitting a bowl game like they want to yeah i mean schedule with marshall coming up next and you think you can get a win against charleston southern but then Tulane, who gave oklahoma all they could handle then central florida 
Florida. I mean, it's a it's a tough schedule. You got to get a win somewhere. Why not start on Saturday? One positive from last Thursday, Morgan, is getting the running backs involved in the passing game. Now, uh, that was great. I don't want to see Snead and C.J. Johnson have four catches apiece and and uh, and not a lot of yards. But getting those running backs involved out of the backfield, something that I've been calling for, and uh, hopefully we see it a lot this year. I hope so. I mean, both the uh, Raji and, and and Keaton can catch the ball out of the backfield and gives them that added weapon that, that they can't just jam the line and try to stop them and box them in in the backfield. They've got to respect that little swing pass. And Keaton gets it. My goodness, he was the, the fastest man in college football last weekend. He was scooting down those sidelines uh, on that touchdown. And uh, Morgan, we talked to Holden Aylers on Monday. And I asked all the players this, but especially Holden, because he had a long run called back due to a hold he said he looked at the film and they're still kind of looking for that holding call had the hail mary overturned uh he had another touchdown uh called back so pirates left some points on the field but they say football is like life right it's about getting over it and moving on and that's something this team has to do from uh, week one to week two a lot they, of adversity last they week. do and I, I expect our defense to play better i i hope so i was I, a little disappointed in that i was uh my surprise with that was the tackling on some of it but you yeah. got to give a lot of credit to appalachian state they did a good job blocking and sealing some of these lanes off where these guys got got in there and got some holes and I think that you know they always say the the most progress is between yeah. games one and games two, and hopefully South Carolina doesn't progress, but we do. Yeah, I'm sugarcoated much, but I did go glass half full on the tackling, Morgan. I hope that's a like a week one issue, right? Like you, I, I think it could be. It gets better. As the, the, it, it was, it was not. It's not funny. You go back and watch the game, but there were several plays that they had long runs, and it was like we were going, going getting ready to make the tackle, and our guys going in there, and all of a sudden. One of our other guys going in to make a tackle sort of knocks the other guy out of the way, and you get five or six more yards onto it. And that happened several times. Uh, I think being aggressive is the way to go, and hopefully Coach Harrell's defense will do that tomorrow. Looking forward to a uh, full slate of Saturday football. We will be with you 8 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And not a lot of headliners coming up, Morgan, on uh, Saturday night. NC State, uh, Mississippi State is a pretty interesting game. And I want to see what App State does down in Miami uh, as an encore. Those are I, coming up tomorrow night. You know, you don't know what you're going to get with Miami. They're, they were a top 25 team going into the season. Then they open up in Alabama. Alabama could beat half the NFL teams right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're good. I mean, I'm going to tell you the, the game I'm looking forward to down the road is Georgia and Alabama. Because Which Georgia, would be in the SEC championship. And they've got, uh, uh, you know, that what is it, the six foot six, 380 pound guy that has like a 96 inch vertical jump. I mean, you know that to do what they did against Clemson was was amazing, and give, I mean Clemson didn't give them an offensive touchdown no, either. That no. was an old fashioned uh, defensive struggle there. All right, NFL Morgan. We said before we went on. Uh, how about that game last night? What a way to open the NFL season, and it was a little too scripted. If they're gonna you know rig the game, they shouldn't make it that obvious. But Cowboys score late. Tom Brady gets the ball, drives down the field. Bucks win. You know, with Tom Brady, I, I'm. I'll be honest with you. When he was with New England, I was not. I knew he's a good quarterback. I knew he's a great quarterback. He's won many Super Bowls, but I was not a Tom Brady fan. He left, went down to Tampa. They put it all together. Yeah, they had some free agent signings, but they did it, and he got everybody to come back this year. So I was going like, okay, you know, what does Dallas have? They've got a pretty good defense. You don't know what you have with Dak because he hasn't played all preseason. He comes back, looks pretty good, and uh, Dak looks awesome. I mean, their offense is great. Amari, I don't know if Amari they can get any Cooper, stops. Amari yeah. Cooper. 
Who has Amari Cooper on his fantasy team? Oh, here this we guy. Go. Here we go. I was like, I'm not pulling. I'm just pulling for him. Catch the ball, 19. Well, he caught a bunch of them. I think them. he had like 38 fantasy points last night. He had a big one. I was like, I was like, yeah. But yeah. I had negative one on Tampa Bay's defense. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The life of fantasy football. Uh, week one coming up, Panthers, Jets, the football team of Washington taking on the Chargers. That should be a good one, Morgan. Was that like a half-point game? The uh, Washington's now a one-point favorite. It's kind of flipped from right. Chargers by one to Washington by one. That'll be a good one. And, uh, man, I can't wait. Uh, I love uh, – a full day of NFL Sunday. I'm actually pulling for the Redskins. I like again. We've talked about it. I'm a Ron Rivera fan. I think he did a great job here in Carolina. You like watching good defense? Yes, well, I do. You should be. I do, and I and an erratic quarterback play. Yeah, I do. <laughs> All right, uh, but uh, you know, the, you know, the Chargers. Who knows what they've got? You know. The, you just never know. They can play good one week and bad the next. But there are some good games this week. I, I like the Sam Darnold Bowl. Yeah. I think that's pretty the cool. The Sam Darnold Revenge game, week yeah. one. I, I think Carolina wins that one pretty handily. To be really? Honest. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn on that one. But I think I think Darnold's got something to prove that he's he wasn't the bad quarterback that he was with the Jets. They were just a bad team. Yeah. And, uh, bad coach, yeah. Adam Gase. Yeah, so. pretty much. All right, Morgan Aylers joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Got the high school huddle coming up at 6 o'clock, and we'll hear Morgan uh, welcoming us to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on Saturday. Looking forward to it, Morgan. I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited to have that place rocking again. And uh, if you haven't got tickets, there are still tickets available, but get them because it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you at 6. See you then. Morgan Aylers joining us on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back. More to go in hour number three. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Got damage? Damage from wood rot? Fixed. Damage from smoke or fire? Fixed. Damage caused by water? Fixed. If you've got damage, use a contractor that works for you and not your insurance company. Visit FixedNC.com today or call 999-0001. That's three nines, three zeros, and a one. Fixed NC, restore, renew, maintain. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here, hour number three on this football Friday, this free beer Friday edition. Coming up at the end of this very segment, we will give away a 15-pack of 16-ounce aluminum bottles, Bud Light, and also a 12-pack of Bush Light Apple. That, a Domino's Pizza, and more can be yours if you are the lucky caller here at the end of this segment. But right now, we'll head out to the Fixed NC Live line, get you ready for the football weekend and maybe mix in some baseball talk as well. Ariel Epstein, the prop queen, joins us once again on Pirate Radio Live. Ariel wanted to get you on before week one of the football season, so great to talk with you again. How you doing? I'm great. I'm so excited here on this football Friday. Granted, I know you're a Washington football fan. However, as a Baltimore Ravens fan, it's been a really tough 24 hours for me. I'm hoping to just make some good money this weekend in betting. That's what betting's all about. You don't have to be a fan of just your team. You can root for a lot of different things. 
I was not going to ask you if you have any Ravens rushing props for us. I guess maybe Lamar Jackson would be about the last man standing. It's been a, a rough uh, rough off season and a rough week, Ariel. It's been a really, really rough week for the Ravens, actually. But hopefully things turn around and hopefully the passing game can improve for the Ravens this year. Ariel, let's, uh, you gave us two baseball winners, so I'll see if you got any baseball for us uh, at the end of this segment. But you started the NFL season off right last night, and I uh, have said this offseason, unfortunately, my breakout guy is C.D. Lamb. So I was you know, going to put my money where my mouth was, and I went over the yards and good grief. He had three or four drops or it looked like he ran a couple of wrong routes. He could have had a monster game last night, but ended up going well over his 63 and a half number. You had him longest catch, which was quite hilarious, right, Ariel? Because what was the number? And then he had two catches a half yard short of that number before he finally hit it, right? He had two catches for 22 yards, and the longest reception prop for Lamb was 22 and a half yards. <laughs> it was so frustrating to watch those first two catches fall by the hook. Luckily, luckily, the fourth quarter, one of the last uh, plays of the game for the Cowboys offensively, he ends up going over the number for the longest reception prop of 22 and a half. He has now gone over that number, by the way, in every game that Dak Prescott has been his quarterback. Hmm. All right, keep that one in mind for uh, Dallas's Week 2 game. Ariel, um, let's talk uh, player props. You're the, the prop queen. So are these uh, available? These, sometimes these lines come out closer to kickoff when you talk about individual player props. Where uh, where do you find these at, uh, Ariel? You do find them on Fandle Sportsbook, places like a DraftKings, MGM. All these different places will have the player props. The ones I'm giving out uh, aren't out yet. The numbers aren't out. They will be by Sunday. A lot of the times, especially week one, the books are just so hesitant to put stuff out so early because any odds maker will tell you, and I spoke to the director of FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, their odds maker, John Sheeran, today. He told me that week one is really the toughest for them. It's going to be their most inaccurate numbers of the season solely because they haven't seen the teams yet, just like we haven't. The numbers aren't out, but there are a couple of props that I'm keeping a really close eye on this weekend. All right, I think uh, sports gambling will be coming to North Carolina at some point soon. So people will be able to do this readily whenever they'd like to. But even if you can't, even if you don't bet, we have a lot of fantasy football folks tuned in. So this will help them out this week. You can play the the Daily Fantasy, of course, and also your season-long league. So, Ariel, let's run over some players uh, that you like. Do you have – can I go QB, running back, receiver, or are they all – do you have one of each position? you can give us right now i just have a receiver and a running back that i'm targeting okay the numbers for a lot of the quarterbacks are going to play a huge factor whereas for the running back and receiver i have a pretty good gist as to where the number could be and pretty much there may not be a number high enough for example the wide receiver for the minnesota vikings justin jefferson year number two for jefferson last year he was more of the yardage player whereas adam Thielen was the end zone guy for Jefferson this year, I'm looking at his longest receptions prop the same way I did for C.D. Lamb. He's up against the Cincinnati Bengals, who were one of the worst defenses against the pass last season. They didn't really add much to their secondary either. Cincinnati actually allowed a 30-yard reception or 30 yards or more in all but one game last year. Jefferson averaged 31 yards for longest reception last year. 
His longest receptions have gone over 30 yards in seven games and over 25 yards in 10 games last season. You give me that 20 to 25 range, similar to what CeeDee Lamb was for week one against the Bengals, I'm going with the over for Justin Jefferson. Love the uh, the research and data, and, and Ariel knows her stuff and, and is looking at Justin, Justin Jefferson to have at least one big play coming up on Sunday in their game against Cincinnati. Uh, what running back are you looking at? I absolutely love the Jaguars running back, James Robinson's over rushing plus receiving yards. The reason we combine the two is because he was really good at hitting both last year. He can do he's he's your your uh, guy up the middle, but also can catch balls out of the backfield. Now that the Jaguars lost their rookie running back, Travis Etienne, to a season ending injury, you look at what happened in college at Clemson. Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback of the Jaguars, and the running back, Travis Etienne, were supposed to be reunited at the NFL level this year in Jacksonville. Not the case. However, James Robinson, very similar to Travis Etienne, if not even better of a running back. Robinson was great for the over on rushing and receiving yards last season. Plus, he's up against the Texans, who was the worst defense against the run last season. That's why I like his over for rushing plus receiving this upcoming game, thinking that a rookie quarterback will likely use his running back to figure out the speed of the defense, figure out the defense, and use him as a crush. Ariel Epstein joining us. Ariel, I don't know the number. I'm, I'm going to go blind. Uh, Corey Davis receptions over, and it's a, a, a lot of it is because, well, it's two reasons. Jameson Crowder is out, but also Corey Davis, four catches for 70 yards in the Jets' Week 2 preseason game, catching balls from Zach Wilson. And if a young quarterback finds his guy, he's going to keep going to him, I think. He gets force-fed the ball on Sunday, and and I don't love the other options, really, that the Jets have. So that's one I'm looking at, and I don't even know the number yet. It might be all the way up to eight, seven and a half, whatever. I just feel like uh, that's one I'm going to be looking at on Sunday. I do like it. In fact, after that game that you're mentioning about how good Wilson and Davis look together, it was something that was in the back of my mind, too, to start targeting some Corey Davis. I'm going to look at Vandal right now. His total receptions is not posted yet, so we'll have to keep an eye on Vandal. They only have uh, some Carolina Panthers uh, wide receivers and running backs listed. However, I like the take. I also, just in that game, I might be leaning Carolina just on the spread for the minus five and a half. I'm looking at the Sam Darnold revenge factor. And actually, it's now minus three and a half on Fandle. Yeah, it's gone down. Yeah. Yeah, it's gone down. It's gone in favor of the Jets. And yeah, the Jets could be maybe a trendy dog because people like their rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson, getting all this hype. There's still something to be said about a revenge game. And a veteran quarterback is someone I'd rather back in an opener than looking to a rookie i doubt it gets the three if it does i really love carolina in that situation it probably goes back up to four i would think uh by kickoff but we shall see on that one i was going to ask you if you do any spreads or if you're all props while you're here uh you mentioned the panthers that's the local team around here how about my football team against the chargers uh that line has shifted a bit went from chargers minus one to washington minus one any thoughts on that one ariel I loved it when Washington was a dog in that. I actually wasn't surprised at all to see that line split from the Chargers being road favorites to Washington rightfully being favored. I do like the addition of Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're talking about a team that last year, if they had a passing quarterback, could have had a better record. Not sure they would have made it any further than they did in the playoffs. I do believe that Washington would have had a better record in that terrible division if they had a better passing quarterback. 
I also, the way that a lot of the sharp betters who I know who have been approaching that game, they've been saying if it gets to a one and a half on either side, like it is right now, you take the plus one and a half, whoever it is, whether it flips back to Washington, whether it's the Chargers like it is now, whoever's plus one and a half, put it in a teaser. You get the six point teaser, you get it through a touchdown, which is the key number of seven. This way, it's it's just one of those smart ways of betting a teaser is getting it through the key numbers of three, six, and seven. That game between Washington and the Chargers are the two, that is the one game that the Sharps continue to tell me is the perfect teaser situation. There you go. Ariel Epstein joining us at Ariel Epstein on Twitter. Ariel, you uh, have the uncanny ability to hit these pitcher props in Major League Baseball. You gave us uh, two plays last time you were on, nailed them both. Uh, do you have anything lined up for if people don't want to wait for Saturday or Sunday for football? You got any baseball for us on this Friday evening? The only strikeout prop that I'd even consider today is the Blue Jays starter Robbie Ray over eight and a half strikeouts against the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles do have the sixth highest strikeout rate in baseball in the last 30 days. However, that's not my favorite play of this game. I really like the under. And in fact, it has already dropped in my favor. I grabbed it out of 10 this morning. It's now dropped down to nine. The reason I like this under is because with the addition of Robbie Ray, I mean, of course, he's been, he has the second shortest odds right now to win the American League Cy Young. I don't see the Orioles scoring a lot of runs off him. That said, you look at the starter, Chris Ellis, of the Orioles, he's really thrown a really good ball recently. Looking at his last two starts, He allowed one run to the Toronto Blue Jays, and he shut out the New York Yankees in his last two starts. The Orioles may be the best home park for overs. Camden Yards has the second most overs in baseball. However, when you look at the Blue Jays, their first road game of a series, so so their first game of a series that's on the road, the Jays in the second half of the season are averaging three and a half runs per game. That just tells you sometimes the offense doesn't get those fat flying in that first game after a road trip i think it's important to take note of what these teams do in the first and last game of road trips for the jays averaging that many that little amount of runs in a first game of a series on the road i'm i i, I look at that and i say you know what tomorrow if you want to bet a really good bet you take the blue jays over the <laughs> team total against keegan aiken tomorrow Today is the under day for the Blue Jays and the Orioles. I like it. I like your thinking and and so many stats, so little time, Ariel. That was fantastic. Uh, Ariel, we... uh We'll let you go. You're, you're doing so many things. Uh, tell folks, of course, that I, I just say follow you on Twitter, but yeah, you're, you're doing a ton of stuff, right? Follow me on Twitter at Ariel Epstein. Instagram also at Ari Epps, trying to boost that Instagram following, too. Otherwise, I'm all over social media, always giving out plays, and we'll definitely have a lot of props to give out on Sunday and some plays for the NFL. Ariel, a lot of fun. Great catching up with you. We'll, uh, we'll try to do it again later on this football season. Thanks as always, Cliff. And don't tell me if you tell my picks till after they win. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you got it. There's Ariel Epstein <laughs> joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. Gave us a couple winners uh, last time and now going with the Orioles Blue Jays under, which uh, you can hear that game right here. Just kidding. We have Conley football tonight. Yeah. I've, I was going to say, normally we would have that game. Uh, we're going to take the over in the Conley game. I forgot to ask her about high school football. Oh, that's okay. I'm still waiting on somebody to have some... At least they're having a football game. Sorry, Whiteville. He's so, still mad about sorry, it. Sorry, Chandler. 
when sports betting becomes legal in North Carolina, I'm going to set the lines for local area high school football. I'm down and have like a betting segment on like yeah. Rose. We got Rose and Conley this week. The the total is 55 and a half. We'll bring in the quarterback's dad and the running back's uncle and they can <laughs> argue about it. That, I think that'd be a lot of fun. All right, let's uh, take a break. As we do, let's make somebody a winner on Free Beer Friday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, we got a good in here. The lines are already hot. Call the doc because we got a good in. Right. Was I supposed to be funny? No, Mike, it wasn't. <laughs> 317-1250. Shirley, what caller? Number 12. You will win a 15-pack of 16-ounce Bud Light aluminum bottles, a 12-pack of limited edition Bush Light Apple, Bud Light shirt, koozies, and a large two-tapping pizza from Domino's. Domino's. A large... (laughs) Get the door. It's Domino's. Large two-tapping pizza from Domino's. 317-1250. Caller 12 is a winner. We're back with more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. And congratulations to Michael Hughes of Winterville. Picked up our free beer on a free beer Friday. And now as we head back into PRL, here's your host, Cliff Rock. All right, I uh, saw a couple of things during the break. First of all, Mike Golick is working with another network now. He's going to be on NBC Sports, joining Mike Florio's pro football talk show every Monday I, to recap the games. Watching the game last night, um, there were, I, re- I realized how much there was new faces for nbc drew Brees was on the pregame show a lot of people were talking about his hair i didn't see it i didn't watch any of the pre-game. i didn't recognize anything either apparently there is apparently he has some somebody mentioned that uh he had artificial turf. artificial turf going on uh but also maria taylor is on espn oh, yeah. or, uh nbc formerly of espn yes so mike gullick joining the nbc family as well and also I've never heard of this guy. I'm not big on uh, college basketball recruiting, and uh, you're not big on Stephen Iga. He's uh, not really not a big Iga guy. Duke freshman P- Paulo Banchero. Apparently, he's uh, potentially a number one overall pick for the 2022 draft. Really, but uh, he has signed a really cool NIL deal. He is going to be on he'll have his own character on nba 2k 22 so that's part of the nil deal and he'll also create additional 2k content over the course of the upcoming season and i saw i'm just putting it out there if adidas wants me to uh do an nil i am more than happy to 
Deal sign on the dotted line. You got okay. some nice Adidas on right I, there. Dude, I'm all about the three-stripe life. I always have been. So this is, uh, I saw an article about it, about like, so this kid is now going to be in the video game. And this article is about, hey, give us back our college video games. Now the NIL stuff is, you know, going on. So that's what the basis of the article is on. But you're going to have one college player in the NBA video game. Hopefully this is a uh, a path towards college football coming back on uh, your Playstations, your Xboxes, your whatevers. Anyway, saw that. Thought it was interesting. Shirley Rhodes, let's hear from ECU defensive coordinator Blake Harrell as he talked to the media earlier this week about the Pirates and the challenges that South Carolina presents. The, the day-to-day of the South Carolina situation, I'm sure you're, you're expecting this, but the, the quarterback is do you just prepare for both guys and focus in on one? How do you kind of handle maybe the uncertainty there? Yeah, Ronnie, I appreciate you going first, changing things up, and, uh, you know, a little superstitious at times, and I think you're catching on to that, so appreciate you switching up. But, yeah, I think every week you always prepare for any possible situations, and that's whether you play in South Carolina or whoever your opponent may be. You're going to prepare for all quarterbacks on the roster, Wildcat quarterbacks, um, you know, reverse pass guys and talk about all the situations. And they got very capable quarterbacks of winning ball games in their roster. Uh, Luke Do- Doty, uh, Zeb Nolan. You know, I've known Zeb for a long time since he was a, a kid. When I coached high school ball in the mountains, his dad was a high school coach and, and Zeb was running around the field. Uh, so I've known him since, you know, early 2000s there, I guess. He was, he was just a toddler um, and, and watched his career for a long time. So know about Zeb and preparing for him, preparing for Luke. And then also to carry on is a really good quarterback. He's won SEC games, a starting quarterback in that conference, and, and does a good job and a really good player. And, you know, when I was in the Charleston area, he was at Fort Dorchester, and uh, he, he was probably the best player in the state at the time and uh, was a really good high school quarterback. So we got our hands full regardless of who it is. Um, you know, I think offensive scheme, they, they'll, they'll be somewhat similar, but each one has their own personality, just as our offense would be if we had a different quarterback in the ballgame. So... Uh, you know, all of them are very good players. Got to work cut out, and got to do a good job with all, all of them. Whoever appears, even if it was, you know, uh, the freshman from uh, from Georgia or the transfer from St. Francis, both those guys are, are really good players too. Their running game is nothing to sneeze at. They look like they they look pretty good last week. Of course, you know, it's hard to hard to tell. But what's without giving away the plan? What's overall in general plan to try to stop that running game? Yeah, the running game is really really good. I mean. Kevin Harris didn't play last week. We all know that. Um, but he led the SEC in rushing last year. And, uh, last time we checked, that's a pretty good league. That's pretty good. Uh, you know, defenders in that league that, that pride themselves in stopping the run. And, and he had about 1,100 yards last year on him. So that's uh, definitely got work cut out there. Um, the freshman, number one, really talented player, very, very gifted. Uh, number 11, the senior, uh, very gifted. You know, both those guys, 21 is another freshman who, who's a true freshman there, does a really good job. So. A big lineman up front, you know, we're, we're going to have to come downhill and, and, and do a great job tackling. And that's something that we got to continue to focus on every day, get better, better at every day, and getting downhill, triggering. And I think last week we were playing just, you know, a little bit lateral, and we got to get downhill and play fast and, and don't second guess ourselves. And that's where we got to go and, and know exactly what's, you know, to be expected there. And if we make a mistake going downhill 100 miles an hour, make a mistake. If we go take a shot, take a shot. But at least we, hopefully we can make the, the running back stop his feet and give our, our uh, teammates time to get there. So that's been our big focus this week. Um, you know, I obviously have all respect for their run game and 
Coach Atkins, the job he does up front, and Coach Satterfield, the job he does that offense. But you got some gifted tailbacks back there that probably play on Sundays, and, and we got to do a good job getting 11 hats to the ball and doing a good job of just, you know, pulling the trigger and getting downhill. ECU defensive coordinator Blake Harrell from earlier this week. Let's hear more from Blake, his Q&A with the media following ECU practice. You guys playing some new people on the edge with the Eggs and uh, Jeremy. How do you think they did have their first real action? You know, I, I think for, for them it's, uh, hey, it's first ball game at a new position, and uh, sometimes it can come at you a little bit faster than it does in practice. Um, you know, and, and to, to them it's, it was a little bit, hey, catch them on the heels a little bit. And I think they, they showed some flashes. They got a chance to be really special out there, both of them. Um, I think they can be difference makers, and you, you see flashes of that. And we just got to get, you know, get them going, get them rolling a little bit, and, and I think they're going to be fine. And, and the big thing for both of those guys is they can be really special in the pass rush game. Well, we got to help ourselves out and get them the third and long. Um, I think we did that, you know, once last week, twice maybe, um, and let them off the hook there. But if we can get them in third and long, then those guys can really be difference makers. But if, if we're playing, you know, first and ten, second and five, third and short, you know, it's hard for those guys to show up because they're just trying to maintain their gaps at that point. But if we can get them in third and long situations and, you know, we have a chance to kind of specialize those guys and let them be creative and let them use their athleticism. And at the same time, offenses don't want to be in third and long. They're, they're, you know, whether it's App State, whether it's South Carolina, you know, they're very, very methodic about, hey, moving the, moving the sticks, making sure they keep the quarterbacks out of trouble, don't put them in bad situations, throwing the quick game, taking the easy throws out wide, running the ball, you know, getting three or four yards on it and put them in short yardage situations. So we got to do a better job about, you know, stuffing it up in there, creating negative plays and, and putting them in third and long so we can see Jeremy Lewis and Xavier Smith and those type of guys, you know, Rick come off the edge and, and do, try to do something back there with the quarterback. Coach, kind of along the same lines, but on the back end of the defense, how would you grade out TJ or TJ Ford's first week? And, and is he going to play this week? Yeah, DJ, uh, you know, for him too, I think he's, it's a first game for him in two years. He hadn't played since 2019. So uh, getting back out there and getting getting back in the stadium. And, and so, you know, part of that too for all of our guys is being, you know, the first time in the crowd. And, um, you know, so that was new. But DJ did some good things. He, he's, I don't think you've seen DJ's best ball. It's still ahead of him, and he, he's still got to bring that out this week and bring it into South Carolina, and we're looking for big things out of him. We need big things out of DJ. We need him to step up and play to the best of his ability. This week in practice, did you guys spend extra time in install knowing that there could be multiple different style quarterbacks? Yeah, you, you spend time with all of them. I mean, that's for certain. You know, whether it's uh, Luke's back there, the carry-on's back there, whoever it may be, you know, hey, if those guys are back there, maybe there's a chance that they may pull the ball and maybe a little bit more quarterback run game. So you obviously spend some, you know, extra extra time on that, extra emphasis on that, so to speak, uh, a little bit of install for that as well. So we certainly did our homework on those two, and certainly ready for it. And, and to carry on, you know, I'll say this again: he's not just a runner back there. He was a high school quarterback, and he throw the ball down the field. So we got we got to be heads up for that. We can't just, uh, you know, take take eleven eyes and put them on him and think that he's going to run the football. He may throw it up. And last week he didn't hand the ball, but we're prepared for him to hand the ball off, especially at number twenties back there as well. So. Um, they create some problems, that's for sure. Blake Harrell, ECU defensive coordinator there from earlier this week following ECU football practice. Let's uh, got to get our final break in. We'll come back and get ready to wrap up Pirate Radio Live on a Friday and get you set for your football Saturday. We'll do that when we return after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was down 271 points at 34,607. The NASDAQ was down 132 points at 15,115 and the S&P was down 34 at 4,458. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And taking a look at your Buck scoreboard, a couple of uh, college football games on the slate for tonight. Coastal Carolina will host Kansas at 7.30. It'll be North Carolina A&T at Duke at 8 o'clock. And Boise State hosts UTEP at 9.30. That is your scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. The Buccaneer is open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during uh, football season, uh, they have food trucks during the day. You can follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for updated schedules. See ya at the Buck. Now back to you, Clip. Da Buck. Da Buck. Any football is better than no football, but boy, that is a sorry slate for a Friday <laughs> night in college football. What are you laughing at, Sean? Oh, sorry. Chandler was giving me that glare because I almost went. Don't you dare. <laughs> All right. We, we're going to be doing that a lot tomorrow. We will be with you in uh, 14 hours on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Good math. You Thank are correct, you. sir. Thank you. Uh, we'll be with you 8 a.m. to noon. So looking forward to that. A big Saturday on tap here at Pirate Radio. Got the Husk High School Huddle on the way next. And some D.H. Conley football coming up tonight as well. For Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, I'm Clip Brock. We'll see you in a few hours on the Bud Light pregame tailgate on Saturday morning. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.